Well, before we, before we get started, I want to just say, I've never had three guys at the same time before. Mm, <laughs> you're in for a treat. <laughs> I had a... Uh, I was working out earlier and targeting specific muscle groups, so I'd, I'd be I'd be ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Matt, Jake, Jordan, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this for yeah. uh, having the uh, the was the temerity to uh, you know to be on a podcast. I know it takes a little bit of gall to yeah. do it. I think it'll work. I've been hesitant with four people before because you can have two conversations and two conversations just yeah. simultaneously, but. I, th- I think we can make this work. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the band "You'll Never Die" uh, it reminds me a lot of particular Fugazi albums. Not Fugazi in general, but okay. particular Fugazi albums. It is a uh, raw, visceral, and uh, at times uh, squeaky. You know what I mean? Like as yeah. far as high end guitar mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Did a lot of the tunes just come from like? Uh, improv or does uh, somebody come to the table with an idea first like what's what's normally y'all's writing process it's normally Jake just has one riff and we're just like screw it let's make a whole song out of that yeah, it's, it's either like the riff like it works it's like we can do something with this or mm-hmm. with fat times where it's like that doesn't sound like us and I'm like yeah that doesn't fucking sound like us yeah. done yeah. and then yeah no which, idea which takes a lot because <laughs> everything don't... sounds like us yeah. We've, we've learned to make like oh that riff's nice let's mess it up a little bit yeah, yeah. So. make it grimy yeah. there's like a, definitely like a and I'm sure we're probably going to talk about this a lot but like a ego death of like we'll decide okay we're going to have it sound like you'll never die and like we'll have cool riffs that sound like very shoegazy or very like explosions in the sky and it's like yeah. Yeah, but that's not what a "You'll Never Die" song would sound like. So we botch it. Like it's just like, all right. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, is it? Um, I guess. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The the songs are really brief. You know, like I, I mean, that's coming from my like fucking egomaniacal ass. Or just like, no, it needs to be longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But so like, it, it always interests me. Like talk with other musicians that. Do something I can't do. You know what I mean? Like, like, like to have like an individual sound. Like I said, like the uh, Fugazi uh, compliment was uh, it, um, between Guy Picciotto and uh, Ian Mackay. I think those are their the two guys' names. Mm-hmm. I mean, different guitar style, different uh, guitar tone, different singing style, different singing yeah. tone, yeah. and they each had versatility with their playing and their singing. Mm-hmm. So. And plus, like, I mean, Matt is one of the most talented musicians I've ever, like, encountered. Anything. Like, yeah, he picks up whatever, and he's like, I'm going to get good at it. Like, son of a bitch, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, like, and does, like, good and creative things with it. Like, there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, fellow idiot geniuses like ourselves, right, <laughs> that, that they get so caught up on their own genius, they don't humble themselves to, like, the idiocy. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I, I like, uh, I, like um, I don't know what the names of the songs are, the set that Jordan sent me, it was this, uh, the third song in the set, 
And by that time, there were these little elements of like you said, like shoegaze, but like in a microcosm, where it's just like, Absolutely. like, oh, you want to drift off to the cloud? Fuck you! <laughs> it, it's nice being the drummer too, because I'm just like, oh, I get to breathe. They're just gonna make <laughs> shitty noises for a while. Because <laughs> normally it's me doing the shitty noise, but I'm like, okay, here's a bell hit and take a nap. <laughs> God, I, have, nice. I have some amazing like uh, videos that I've pieced together of like compilations of Matt like in between a noise part where like they'll be just long enough for him to like do a quick <laughs> hand roll or something <laughs> and it's just enough to loop to where you can infinitely make it loop yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, being a 30 year old man my neck is just over <laughs> yeah, there's no fixing this <laughs> I was walking down the hall the other day the, other day it was like a few months ago but like my knee just boop, like went out just from like doing nothing except yeah. stepping i was like oh my god like yeah stood up like i was i was fine but i was just like why like why when i was moving that piano um with uh, uh by two strapping it on my back. Oh, no way dude like the fridge from uh, little giants <laughs> <laughs> what was that kid's name was it a spike or like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It was one of those very generic, like, <laughs> like this kid's either going to be a cop or a marine when he grows up. Yeah. Like, Disney's planned out his future. Just like Spike, you're going to be a villain. Look, your father was a villain. Your grandfather, his father before him. Yeah, uh, yeah. You would be a villain, Dad. There's a. We've had kids complain about like. The, it's like the kids that you can tell are like very early into finding out about music and like you can look at them and understand that the opinion they have now is not what they're stuck with like you, they're eventually going to progress but you mm-hmm. can tell right now that they don't have a very good idea of what's going on <laughs> they, they this kid watched our set and he's like i mean it would be good but like every time y'all are almost in the groove of something you just change like and then like once you do that for a second you'll change again like i i don't get how anybody's going to keep up with that and it's like I'm glad Good. I offended you. I feel like, <laughs> like, that right. That's a compliment to me, buddy. Yeah. Art should trigger somebody, right? That's yeah. its purpose, yeah. is get an emotional reaction out of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is funny, because You'll Never Die has, like, choruses, essentially. Like, we have repeating parts. It's like, yeah. you just have to pay attention to what we're playing again. But, you know, yeah. it's hard for people to do that. You just don't hear singing. You're like, oh, that's a completely different part. No, it's just we played the second one way worse than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is. You ever heard of a delay pedal, buddy? <laughs> yeah. I, the uh, most of my pedals I get um, uh, on consignment. I was just texting my buddy about Josh Homme earlier and his ridiculous collection, but um, the delay pedal I got. Something in it and it's wiring. You can set it to a tap and it's good to go, right? But arbitrarily, it'll just decide. Now nah, let's do it at this tempo instead. So it'll whip, whip, and change the tempo and make like like weird sounds and drop back down. Let's figure yeah. out how to make it do that every time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The, there's um there's certain I'm uh, after months now. Like I've noticed a certain uh, setting as far as the type of delay that you're looking for. If if you set it more towards the um Something like faster, like a like a slap back uh-huh. with a with a lot of uh, feedback, so you get it like you know for a few seconds, <laughs> and then set it slower than that. It'll normally hold the uh, slower one, but if it's something that like uh, is already slow, 
it'll keep trying to speed it up. up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... you talking about getting stuff on consignment. I've gotten addicted to Reddit's Let's Trade Petals. What? And so like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I have it's a those, like, shelf of petals yeah. in the house. And so like, there's the option of buying more and filling up the shelf more with like the thing that you're switching out. But like now you can take the things that you have and trade it for other things. So it's like a library of just trying to see what you want. Like, I'm oh, shipping That's like, really fun. Oh, it's so addictive. Yeah, like, I almost don't want to get on there. Don't. Right? I, I would not recommend it. Like, I mean, it's it is the thing that I do most on social media now is go through there and scroll and see what's going on and like yeah. uh, Reddit. You have to post pictures to Imgur. Is that how you pronounce it? Imgur. Imgur. What a that's, horror. That's, Shre- that's Shrek's brother. Yeah. <laughs> <Imgur>. <laughs> He's a little taller, but not as funny. <laughs> <laughs> you just find yourself like constantly taking a picture of what you have and like seeing if anybody's interested in that so you're kind of like putting yourself out there every time it's like this is what i have and like the rich kids are like no peasant like this is an expensive <laughs> pedal i'm not trading you for that mm-hmm. i'm in i'm in one uh, uh guitar group uh, my buddy austin uh, mcleod uh, added me to it i think it's like unpopular guitar opinions yeah. And Ooh. there's some of the stuff there is like really, really funny and like, uh, but then there's these, of course, like the snobs are just like, let's talk about gear, like, and uh-huh. but then they'll have the parodies of that where it's dudes will have like, uh, like warlock guitars and like the Dimebag Daryl uh, <laughs> custom and the uh, uh, Carrie King. I think that's the guy from the Slayer. Yeah, yeah. it's the BC Rich dude. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, y'all. Edgy. Y'all remember um, Michelangelo Bascio? Yes. Double guitar. I know you guys can't see us, but everybody except for Matt put their hands yeah. <laughs> the air guitar. I actually had no idea until I saw the hands. I'm like, oh, that fucking guy. <laughs> like, you guys didn't even have to say any words. You just had to go like this. I'm like, oh, yeah. And, and, and in the most respectful manner, you know, imaginable because I'll never be as good as that guy, but like the only person that rivals him in douchebaggery on a guitar is Ingvay Malmsteen. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and he only does it with one neck. Yeah. Michelangelo's got two. Or that fucking scallop fretboard, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet the action on those things, like you could whisper to it, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that fucking. <laughs> There's a band called Goblin Cock. Is totally spoofing on that. It's Nick Reinhardt from Terramellos, which is this amazing noise band that all all of us love. And then mm-hmm. uh, the guy from Pieball? Is it? Is it? The guy? Yeah, it is yeah. the guy from Pieball. And funny. So they're basically wow. these indie kind of rock guys. It's a great band name, by the way. And they made a doom band, and so they all use warlocks, and like <laughs> all, uh, they wear cloaks, and it's like... <laughs> They have these minions that they're like chasing with whips, and it's like, adjust my pedal board. <laughs> like, Earthquaker Devices did a really good uh, interview with them for about twenty minutes. That's just like <gasps> this beautiful, that's like great. parody and everything. Yeah, it's like back in the day when a uh, uh, odorous Urungus went on a. Uh, I think it was like Joan Rivers or like some like daytime doc show, and he's in full Guar costume, <laughs> and like in full character. <laughs> he was, she was like, she's like, she's like, like what is, 
what is next for Guar for the band from hell and like all this description he's like Cleveland (laughs) 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 Uh, when he died it was him that passed away right yeah yeah hopeless I think it's amazing he had the Viking funeral like where they shot flaming arrows at his cast floating in the water I was like yeah that was like such a good ending to that story to me. I was like, uh-huh. that's ex- probably exactly what he wanted, and it's amazing that people gave that to him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, Not I a member th- of You'll Never Die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, got to, uh, I got to see them in 2006. I was uh, in Orlando going to school, and... They were at your school. No, they weren't at the school. <laughs> they were at... I think they were at... Disney or they're either at Disney or the House of Blues. One of them Universal has one. I think Universal may have Hard Rock. Either which way, they're one of those places. Uh-huh. Somebody just had like an extra ticket and it was just like down the road. I was like, Guar? Like, fuck yeah. The, like, the theatrics with it were fantastic, but even like the band performing was like, like that's some fucking good shit, man. Yeah. yeah. I cannot imagine wearing all of that and performing. Yeah. Like, I mean, and they're shredding. They're not just like going like playing a few soft chords they're like uh, the yeah. whole time like, yeah. I mean they're the riffs that they do are definitely like metal idols look up to them so mm, it's insane to be able to wear that or a costume in general right. like while you're playing especially so spiky yeah. yeah. Like, how do you not poke yourself while you're shredding that hard? That's like a lot of those black metal bands. I'm, yeah. I'm not, not a big fan. I watch, if anything, it's like drummer videos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because those yeah. guys are unreal. But, like, seeing the entire performance is, is wild. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. gotta respect that shit. Yeah. That much blood all over you. Yeah. <laughs> still hold a pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can make it through an entire song live without losing a pick. I'm always just like, let me start punching my shit. I don't know. Like, <laughs> having blood on your hands actually makes pick holding easier. Yeah. No, like, no from experience. <laughs> I would always uh, find sand or dirt, like, before uh, playing live and go just yeah. like, rig my hands with it, get all dirty. I saw it on a <laughs> Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> right before he ripped his solo in Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> He picks up that dirt and like you know just sort of like rubs at his hands. I was like, they work for like that sweaty palm like, yeah. for a show or something. Uh-huh. Works okay. works pretty well. The cat tongue picks whatever fucking genius invented those things. Those are awesome, dude. I swear by them. What is that? The uh, they've got the yeah this little guy. They've got a little uh, little sandpaper grip. Okay, yeah. On it. Oh yes. Yeah. I, That's a good yeah. name for a cat tongue pick. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. yeah. Jake has found the best pick in the world. It's, uh, it's what's the yeah. the green and orange ones? Uh, Dunlop. Dunlop. What's the tortoise or tortex? Tortex. Yeah. They make this one pick that has it's. It looks like a regular one, and then the end of it comes together to be a point. So it's almost like you're playing with this ultra fine tip. Yeah, but, but it's then not a the jazz way pick. that it sit. Yeah. yeah. That's the the Jazz Three, so it's like you know, no, you it's know, not the Jazz Three. It's no, not. It's we. Uh, we fuck. I gotta look it up real quick because I'm gonna try to fuck. keep talking while he finds what it's called because I can't remember no, it is, either. So, so it is. Like a, it is the Jazz Three. It's so a it's tip. A, the Jazz Three was an improvement on the Jazz Two, which people were like, "Okay, that's not enough." Pick. No, the Jazz Three is like an itty bitty like it's Eric a small, Johnson. It's, a small pick. it's slightly larger than the Jazz Two. 
Pixar science, dude. Every like, yeah. you you could like shitty guitar, shitty amp, shitty pedals, whatever. A good pick and like a good tuning, you can make anything sound good. I, I agree, like a hundred percent on that. The uh, what were the um, <laughs> I guess they were jazz picks. They were thick as shit, and they had a deep, deep groove in it. Purple, purple oh. ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you thought you were gonna break a string every time yeah. you did like a little. I mean, I always break. broke string. That was self-taught, so nobody ever taught me finesse. It was just, <laughs> yeah. it was like, make the music work. Yeah. Beat the shit out of it. I've, I've, uh, what it was the uh, devolved into that. I started on like doing classical and jazz. Uh, uh, oh, really? Yeah, all that, and the older I've gotten, the more punk it's gotten where it, mm-hmm. it just I don't worry about shredding it's what does this chord sound like okay I'm gonna play this chord until I'm tired of it yeah and that's it it's pretty freeing I had I got hung up on um on theory for a few years I was taught on piano but that's the thing sorry I, I was sat on my phone I stand corrected. it is the tortex flow oh, something the flow. about it is like flows the, on the strings what's, yeah what's, what's got that like the almost, nipple at the end of the pick is a little yeah. more fine than it normally would that, be. That picture doesn't do it justice, but it's like almost like a more of a rectangular pick with just like a little point on the bottom of it. So like it stays in your finger very nicely, but then like the amount of attack that you're hitting on the string with is much smaller. So mm-hmm. compression. Duck, the compression yeah, yeah. starts with the right hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, oh the theory um, yeah um, I had been playing probably about ten years in and. Then I had a class on like like music theory and started having uh, like you apply the mathematics or the arithmetic to muscle memory. Yeah. And like then I started find myself having to conform to the rules of scale. And I was like, I don't want to conform to the rules of scale all right. the time, you yeah. know? Right. Like you want to find new sounds, new tones, and you whenever, as you said, like you just sort of say like, well, what is this chord going to sound like? And it's either going to be something that, like, like, hey, I can use this, or, mm. nah. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. try something else, you know? I, I use the uh, the abrasive scale. It's like, so, let me, uh, <laughs> yeah. so how, how bad does this actually sound, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. is it Nels on chalkboard, chalkboard right now, or is it, like, will this pass into, like, you know, is this a suspended chord or not yeah. kind of thing? Uh, how does this sound through a wall of fuzz? That's <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With my amp cranked. That's another thing. Somebody said that they've never left one of our shows without a headache. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yes. It's like the sound you can feel. Like that's definitely the goals. It's like Matt's played in many bands that just had huge walls of sound as well. But like Mm -hmm. that was my goal right off the bat was to like, what is the biggest rig we can fit in a house show set? Yeah. Like, and it turns out it's like a rig bigger than anywhere in Valdosta will ever need. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we turn it up as loud as we can. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it, there's something about music once it's past 110 decibels, probably, where it's just like, it's a different experience. Like, it's almost like a high to just like hear that wall of sound beating you as hard as it can. Man, the older I get, I need fucking earplugs. Oh, I wear earplugs like a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We're not enjoying it. (laughs) We have to do it. Yeah, I'm I'm playing to a click track the whole time, so I just have in-ears. I'm just like, oh, 
Okay, I can't hear anything besides beep, beep, beep for a long time after the show. Yeah. Which is fine. So it's like a percussive tinnitus? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like EDM in my ear all the time. It's pretty cool. I'm just waiting for the drop, though. What do you, uh, what do you guys think uh, as far as like distortion goes? Ooh. We going best distortion pedal? I mean, I'm about to knock it out right now. Oh fuck! <laughs> Here we go. I'll go first. Matt first. Oh, metal muff. Metal muff. Metal, metal muff. Is that uh, electro harmonics? Yeah, and my favorite prostitute I've ever met. <laughs> metal muff. Yeah, it's electro harmonics. It's like an HM2 meets uh, big muff. It's really bad. It's awful. But it sounds great. It sounds great loud, but it doesn't do anything else good mm. at all. How's the uh, how's the sustain on it? Oh yeah, it doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is the big muff? That was like one of its cool features was that that sustain it'll take you places. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine what the uh, metallic version of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the big muff would yeah. do. Yeah, it's good. It's really bad. Um, if you're listening, it's like $40 on every single used website. It's worth picking up and just not enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> what is actually offset the price a little bit on that? It used to be that cheap. And then Thurston Moore, when he <gasps> oh, did yeah. his Fender interview, uh, that's what he uses now. Is that the guy from Sonic Youth? Yeah. And he has it like taped over like crazy, but like. Everybody knows it's what it is muff. now. Yeah. That's a secret. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a it's something that you can look at. Like if you just saw the outline spray painted black, like you would still know what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that ever changing pedal economy. Like yeah. the trends are fucking stupid. Yeah, exactly. That's why my second is a clon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you make that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's more expensive than my car. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Palisades, Ooh, as far yeah. as yeah, overdrive, game pedals, the same board as my big muff. Yeah, yeah. Should have never gotten rid of that. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Is it nice? Yeah. I um, grown uh, pretty fond of my uh, electro harmonics micro synth. Um, I've run a uh, 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 a Yamacaster, as I call it. It's a Yamaha knockoff of a, a Fender, but. Um, uh, you get a, you get some big uh, big tone out of there because you can uh, control a, a sub octave of it and it's square wave distortion. Nice. So like you can uh, get some nice uh, Nintendo grooves yeah. out of it. Yeah. But um, I think uh, I think the rat is a really solid distortion oh, yeah. pedal. Yeah, that would sure. that would probably be my number two. If I if I uh, next time I get a distortion pedal, I'll probably get a rat. Mm-hmm. Have you ever uh, played a turbo rat? I have not, sir. It is definitely worth checking out before you invest the money in a regular rat. A turbo rat in the uh, diode section of it, which is where the diode clipping goes on inside of the distortion, they replace it with uh, light bulb resistors instead of diodes. And it completely changed. I mean, it's still definitely a rat, but like it gives it much more headroom and the gain just sounds like a lot more crisp. Like it hits really hard. I've got a um, a little bear, which is a clone of a rat, and it's a 
it has all three of them built into it. So like that was the one that I was like, holy shit, like Turbo Rat's the one. Yeah. And a lot of people sleep on it. So. Mm-hmm. There's there's something with distortion, man, because like it's um you know it's kind of like I guess like you know, people with like food or cars or sports teams yeah. or anything because like is. there's certain tones where like I'll hear and I'll just be like, man, I dig this band, but I don't like the way this is engineered at all. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Know? Yeah, it's crazy. Just one pedal can change so whole sonics of a record mm-hmm. yeah. you know I that's even seeing bands live where it's just like dude you're doing some really cool shit right now but I can't listen to this <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's just like tweak a couple knobs and, and you'd be in a different world but mm-hmm. fuck yeah I agree that's why we're so loud so you can't even tell if it's shitty or not <laughs> <laughs> well then also also like taking a tube amp and using it like you're supposed to use a tube amp yeah, and absolutely. get it more pushing yeah and it will push in the tubes and, and using your preamp and not relying on pedals all the time. Yeah, I That's agree. one of the big things. Yeah. Especially with, uh, I mean, who was it, Little Richard? Like, on some of his old recordings, like, whenever you hear that crackling, it's because he's so loud. Yeah. Like, he's screaming into yeah. that motherfucker. It's yeah, just, absolutely. It's just beautiful screaming, uh-huh. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's been warming up that tube for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little Richard keeps that tube warm. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like, distortion on your voice is so different. Mm-hmm. Like, once you realize that's a thing you can do, you're like, oh, I don't have to buy that pedal. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's something from it, um, as far as, like, uh, with making records, like, sometimes, like, just from personal experience, there'll be a song where I'm like, oh, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an okay song. And then I'll get to the vocal effects, and I'll be like, well, it'll sound like with distortion. Oh, this song kicks ass now. <laughs> it's like, oh, I sound like I'm singing through a fucking robot, but not like, not auto-tune type of uh-huh, robot, but yeah. just like, you know, yeah. like grimy, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I always think of, um, uh, there was an Alice in Chains record, it was the last one they did with Lane Staley, it was self-titled, mm-hmm. yeah. three-legged dog on it, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love the guitar tone on there, and like, as far as a band, that was my favorite album they did, because they started doing weird stuff like they were incorporating like like doom and sludge yep. and yeah. like uh, nightmarish type of psychedelia and they still had like like power ballads but they weren't like arena power ballads uh, yeah. they were like all this like just like 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 a vampire movie mm-hmm. you know like yeah. like I remember like listening to that record as a kid and just being like that guitar just sounds so fucking heavy mm-hmm. like and ugh, like that's yeah. that's one of my favorite guitar records ever, man. Yeah, I definitely want to see them super bad. Well, when we can see bands again. If yeah. at yeah. this point, I think everything's just gonna be like, like, why go outside? Stream it. Yeah. Get back inside. <laughs> be a hero. <laughs> Stay inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that uh, noise you made when you're talking about like when hey yeah get, get it get moth. Oh yeah. Get that moth. Show that moth boss. Yes. Got it. Oh, it's still getting the best of you. We're definitely not talking to a cat. We're just talking to some person outside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jim's chasing moss again. (laughs) Get it, Jim! (laughs) (laughs) Um, When you described, like, 
how that one riff that you would hear, how it just like, for those of you who couldn't uh, see him through the microphone, he like flexed and like lunged at the table. Um, I mean, that riff is what gets you. That's definitely like what I'm always striving for is like hitting something to a point where it like is angry music without like uh-huh. having to actually project anger or something like that. It just shows the intensity mm-hmm. yeah. of a driving heavy, like a that. heavy mm-hmm. rhythm section. Doesn't matter yeah. the genre. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. The, the riff that got me is a song called Sludge Factory. And mm, that's my only fan's name. <laughs> Good to this know. show is brought to you by the local church. <laughs> it's Jim's church. That's why he's getting all those moths. Reverend Jim. Come down to Reverend Jim's moth Methodist church. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> Didn't see you in church today. Yeah, yeah, Jim. Sure didn't. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) My neighbor was talking about like how the churches are uh, now allowing people to go back and congregate, and she was like, "You know, I kind of like just watching it from the TV." I was like, "Now you're learning, Karen." Yeah. Watching church from the TV. Yeah. Yeah, Oh. Oh, she like live streams. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's uh, I, totally cool. Yeah, shades of televangelist there. I'm just like, God, twenty twenty, everybody uh, becomes a televangelist. Yeah. Every preacher becomes oh, a televangelist. Yeah. Oh God, that's a good name for a song. Oh, when every preacher is a televangelist. There you go. Someone already stole it. We haven't even wrote it yet. We did sign that paper though. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's your second favorite distortion pedal, Jake? Ooh. Um, Wait, yours was the Turbo Rat, Jordan? Oh, what was your first? <laughs> uh, I haven't showed you! I thought yours was the Turbo Rat this whole time. No. Um, who, who makes who makes the rat? Proco. Proco? Yeah, Proco. I found a really cool... Uh, they did that limited colorway, the Pikachu colorway, where it's a yellow box with a red. Whoa! And the, yeah. That's super ugly. You gotta order it from Japan, but totally worth it, <laughs> nice. in my opinion. I've got a Japanese Ibanez uh, flanger pedal. It's 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 oh, dirty and busted. Oh, it's yeah. neon yellow and with a hard black uh, top on it, like yeah. rubber. Ibanez has some sleeper pedals, especially. Dude, the, the most sleeper pedals oh, ever. Smashbox yeah. by Ibanez. Yeah. That was always my favorite one. There's the sound tank line. Unreal. Just the ugliest. It's like $30 <laughs> cheap plastic pedals. That I, I keep one on the board that is just like should not work <laughs> anymore. Best but it does. We're in there. Yeah. yeah. Can't tour with them. No. <laughs> Break them. <laughs> yeah. But I took one apart to see why the switches were so finicky. And like that big pedal inside of it is a double point, double throw switch that's about that big that you're hitting every time you step on that little black piece of yeah. pedal. Yeah. That turns it on and off, so that just wears out by the time it's yeah twenty years old. You can hit it once, and it's going to turn on and off three times. <laughs> and yeah, then turn the effect on after you already gave up on using it. Just whatever. <laughs> well, I like the, uh, a lot of electro harmonics gear. For the most part, they're pretty durable. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, absolutely. The uh, who is it? Behringer. I think they just take the. Press the circuitry of the of boss pedals, and they just put them in their own chassis, and yeah. like they just like, oh, it's not yours, it's ours. Yeah, 
And you get it for like you know half the price. And and then and then get their tires pumped by JHS and just yeah make a killing. Oh right, yeah, (laughs) that video. But they've got uh, there's a there's really flimsy uh, whatever part of the circuitry is that like you're talking about that switch Mm -hmm. where it's just like this this little little uh, plastic uh, uh, monolith. Yeah, the shape of a pencil tip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you if you can't afford a Boss pedal. That's not good for you. <laughs> You're gonna have to get the Behringer version, you know. That's. <laughs> it's crazy though. There's just a lot of um, a lot of cheap options. The pedals there is. still sound good. At yeah. Least, I mean, when you spend more than two hundred dollars on a pedal, it's just what's the word I'm looking for? Don't shame me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't shame you. Shamed so all of us. It. I'm so bad about it. like pedals that don't even need. You know, I uh-huh. just. Be like, oh, I've got money right now. There's a $300 pedal. Will I use it for anything? Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was hoarding for the longest time. I like, wouldn't sell anything. And I, I've realized through that Let's Trade pedals that it's like sneakers for a whole other genre of men. Or it's tough to follow that up by saying <laughs> men, but I mean, it's I didn't, because I, the same like culture surrounding it, like it, they get off on like. Does it still have the original paperwork inside? Does it still um, have the box on yeah, it? What kind yeah. of yes. condition the is swag it? Swag, shit, like, whatever. Uh, if you put yeah. Velcro on it, did it leave a residue? Because oh, that's not, the worst. It's not meant if you put Velcro on it and then took it off without using a proper cleaner on it. Like, I always uh, think about how clean are the, uh, the pots. Like, yeah. as far as like... Uh, Actually like getting under there and cleaning them. I, I wish I was that technical with it. I don't have uh, uh, any... Uh, the equipment to do it, like soldering and whatnot. I know how to solder, though. I never knew. I, it was like first time I took a cooking class. I was like, I can cook. It's just like you just follow instructions. Like so, I was like, like I, I get that, and like circuit boards and whatnot. Like I get that. It was just that aspect of it. I've focused more on accumulating more gear. I think it's kind of probably because since I, I lost so much gear in a in a house fire. But then I was just like, like man, like I'll I'll worry about that later. But most of my pedals are you know consignment and used. Uh, the one last one I bought new was uh, a Hog Harmonic Octave Generator. Yeah, yeah, I love the Hog. This was a uh, the Hog Two, so it got um, seven different channels added to it, plus the dry channel. Uh, you could go four octaves, and then you had three harmonies as well that you could blend in there. And like really, really like cool pedal. You can see full organ, but oh, yeah. it 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 had everything on it is metal. So whenever like one thing started going off, as far as like it would short out something else, and oh, then yeah. another problem surfaces from that, yeah. and like now it's like it's not even in the chain, man. I don't even think it's out. I think it's in the closet. Right. Oh shit. That'd be worth getting tied up. I've got a pog. One of the. I thought that it was much older than that. I assumed that they were the 90s, but in the 2000s, Electroharmonics released the Pog, which was the predecessor to the Hog. And it's like a lot of uh, like a blues lawyer famous musicians like John Mayer or something like that like talk about how that's one of the best ones ever and just like with your hog like you could just like with your hog <laughs> you can control it to make like these sweet organ sounds like Hell yeah. and just like adding the different sub octaves into it to just really make the whole bottom end just whoop. Mm-hmm. like no matter what you do it's always mm-hmm. going to be 
pushing it up from the bottom end. And yeah. Bring in the high octaves, and you just get this like beautiful organ tones where it's ringing through the bells. Yeah. That's one thing I uh, liked about. Uh, uh, I don't have a Fender anymore, but like uh, you know, Fender like Telecasters, Stratocasters, um, and using effects that m- most people would, I guess, more commonly put on like a Gibson line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I like things like octave pedals and box. Just fucking around out there. Um, and add some <laughs> like. Some some beefiness to like what would normally be like this you know clean like uh, sounding uh, tone and it's uh, I don't know I uh, you know just just trying different things um, as far as like in the effects chain itself like do I want to have my phaser before or after the distortion because it's going to make a big that difference is, that is one of Absolutely. those like it's a never ending yeah thing of like every every week I'm just like okay I'm gonna reset my pedal chain like <laughs> same pedals and things just get moved around and I'm on the super reverb chain right now so I have a mm. reverb right after the preamp on my board and then I have a reverb after everything else also and so when they're both on and I'm doing the re, you know really big ambient stuff it just it's a wall of sound and it just mm-hmm. doesn't quit it sounds awesome it probably doesn't actually sound awesome because <laughs> <laughs> following the same suit I just got a delay pedal that I put on the front end but it's a delay pedal meant to not feedback so when you turn the feedback all the way up it's just the resonance and the repeats so it won't turn into just like a wall of like right. it's actually repeating what you're doing mm-hmm. so you can create these amazing percussive things by putting it on the front to where like your tone just keeps like yeah. hitting every other effect after yeah. that following it yeah. and just yeah I mean it you're not making guitar noises anymore at that point it sounds like you're playing like a badass old Moog synth that's like right. just pushing square waves as hard as it can yeah, oh, yeah. it's um uh, you know back in the day was it a Bo Diddley just with his strumming style yeah. like mm-hmm. that's one thing he started doing was like to make guitar a more percussive instrument for yeah. rock and roll that is something that i like <laughs> i focus on so much yeah is percussive strumming mm-hmm. uh-huh. and adding little uh like adding triplets and stuff like that yeah. here and there you know you don't have to do everything four four yeah. right you know and that comes down to even strumming like there's 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 more numbers in between the two yeah that's what's cool about your whole right hand like people think it's all about your left hand shredding but your right hand is really what makes the song. Mm-hmm. You have to, have to find that, uh, uh, was it a syncope? Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Uh, Syncopation? Even said Where is it? It's on the tip of the tongue. Some, but um, yeah, where you get them to like, sort of like meet up and only for like a brief moment, then you have to move on to something else, you know, and like finding that groove. Um, but uh, you guys playing to a, a click track and using delays and stuff like that, whenever you, whenever you're playing with other musicians, that like rhythm is the foundation, like with everything first, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. Then then you can like really open up to like okay, where do we want to take this? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like uh, you can even uh, set uh, some sort of trigger up uh, from inner ear on a click to 
trigger a different click and a different tempo, you know, like at mm-hmm. certain times, like that shit's fucking wild to me. Yeah. But like, like science like allows us to like do that. Uh-huh. So like, yeah. like just finding uh, different ex- experimentations that work, like taking uh, some like a delay pedal and the delay pedal becomes the percussive element of a string instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, super cool. Yeah, like, I like that shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, Matt doesn't even use like a, a accent on his click because we play it. Not a Scottish accent. Oi, 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 That'd be great. <laughs> All right. He's just, just saying haggis over and over again. Like, we've had songs where it's like, wouldn't it be fun if we did where a measure of this is in 7th floor and then the next measure is in 3-4 and then we go back to 7-4 and then back to 3-4 and we'll just do a standard 4-4 banger for the chorus and like, to where it's always kind of bouncing back and forth, where like uh, certain parts are thicker, like it doesn't even line up. It's just we have to be counting and everybody be aware of where we're mm-hmm. at. Oh we're yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, one of our songs, Slab City, does that. Where like Slap City, Slab, Slab City, yeah, slab city. <laughs> where it's just like I mean, the whole point of it is to just we are all playing something different. Yeah, that's at the same rhythm. Like, it's just absolutely, like, doing our own thing, not even the same key or anything. But the timing that we're doing it on is what makes the music You'll Never Die. It's like, and then when we come back together in that 4-4 part, it feels like it hits so much harder because everything's, like, your world is spinning, and then it slaps back into place. Yeah, yeah it drives. It's just kind of like, all right, hop yeah. in, we're, you know. Yeah. Just, Hang on. Yeah. So, uh, Slab City, what's the, uh, the title uh, is it in the lyrics itself, or? No, well, slab is. City's yeah. not in the lyrics. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, well, it refers to the city. Like, it, if you want to yeah. leave the slab, it'll take everything you have. Right. Like, it's about just living in Valdosta, and like, so many people act like it's such a drag, but like, you'll get out if you want to get out, and if not, yeah, mm. you'll just be a bump on a log, or you'll make something of yourself. Yeah. Do something with life. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I've got friends that are fucking dead, man. Like, they would love to do something with life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sit around bitching about how everything's lame. Maybe you're lame. Yeah, It's yeah. always that. It's so, always that. You're still going to be something. lame whenever you go to the city that you oh. think is going to make you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Growing up in Valdosta, there's always been the people that just complain about being here and like, it's they don't uh, leave. And they don't yeah, shut up either. The same people just like, stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come uh-huh. on, man. Or come back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite's when they come back. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they act like the, nothing happened. They're like, hey, you want to hang out? Like, you don't live here. Yes, I do. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, he didn't talk to me for three months, so I guess we're not that good of friends anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, too, because I love Valdosta. I don't want to move at all. Like, I'm probably going to die here. Right in Coulter's house, I'm probably going to die here. I mean, I've <laughs> actually got a spot prepared for it. Perfect. My psychic abilities knew that this this talk happen. would have to happen tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the trip wire where instead of, like, tripping the wire and a shotgun blows your head off, it's like... All four corners of the room light up with sage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Great cleanse. (laughs) But yeah, like I love living in Austin. I have no desire to leave here. Like I leave a lot, like touring and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like I'm always like, it's like I'm never like, oh, I can't wait to get home because touring is my favorite thing to do in life. But like coming home is like, oh, this is home. It's not like. A place that my stuff is. 
So yeah. I've always liked about Austin because it, it's nice having a place that doesn't change too much. Yeah. Which is really nice. Like when you left for a long time, Jake, like you moved back and it was pretty close to the same, right? Yeah, it was pretty much, yeah. Yeah. A couple new faces and yeah, that's about it. Exactly. A different venue, maybe, but that's it. No, it's still everything happening. <laughs> 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 yeah, true. So fuck, why am I here? Yeah, I was, I was gone. I left twice. Once for like two years, another time for like four years. And Vito's was gone after the four years. Oh, bummer. And fucking rip. Yeah. So the. I think the last time, the last show I went there, I didn't even think I got to see because the fire marshal got called. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> Which show is that? Uh, it was uh, Evergreen Terrace and Under Oath. Oh. And I think it was Under Oath uh, after Spencer joined the band. Uh-huh. So that it was a uh, you know, boy band with breakdowns uh, yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's. Oh man, that's pretty. Nothing's changed really mm-hmm. with with that. The whole boy band thing. Yeah, that's still a thing. They just don't yell into the microphone as much. They sing a little bit more these days. Yeah, it's kind of silly. But I went back and listened to the from first to last discography a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and on one of their new albums, they have a song that says one of the lyrics is, "Now that God is a hardcore kid, Disney's getting involved." And I was like. It's true though. Like that's the uh you know, the they'll classify as like emo or alt or like what whatever term they have to do, same way they used to do with goth back in the day and uh-huh. you know, grunge kid and whatever whatever weird new metal kids were. I'm not sure what they called us. I mean they call me faggot a lot, but I don't think that was <laughs> a really really like a, a group that I, I didn't uh, align with. <laughs> it that. wasn't on your name tag. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um I don't think it was anyway. Maybe I had a sign on me. Who who knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> But there was, um, no, I mean, to your point, man, like, it, like I like Valdosta. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that, like, the town folk here, for the most part, are like, everybody be cool, because we've all got fucking guns. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and like you said, it, there is something comforting about when a community is stable. And it's not that it's like it doesn't change because it's stagnant. It's no, this is a, a rather self-sustaining part of America. Mm-hmm. You can grow food like like locally. You can get food locally, like butcher shops, and like you can hunt around here. Like we're we're not so isolated, and there's also not you know close to half or a full million people in the county or anything. Yeah. You know, right? Like plus, like you can be at. Uh, I always say Gulf of New Mexico, the Gulf of Mexico, <laughs> or or the Atlantic, and and you know just a couple of hours, yeah, like either which nice. way, you yeah. know, and the uh, mountains the same way, and yeah, there is alternative culture here, you know. Yeah, I like it, man. Yeah, if Absolutely. there wasn't, I would definitely be out. The games were a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, but so when are you guys? Uh, Gonna have stuff available online, like uh, one more were... recording session away. One more, <laughs> yeah. Recording. Maybe about an hour's worth of recording, and then we're ready. <laughs> yeah, we're sending it off to get it mastered mm-hmm. by the God Himself, Lee Dias. And then we can get like fifty plays a month. 
That's a lot. That's a lot. That's Spotify, a Spotify sent me a, a check uh, about a year ago, and it was for $7. Uh, and I was shit, like... You're famous. How many, yeah. how many plays have you gotten? Not a lot. <laughs> I was like, how did we get seven... Like, I was talking to my drummer, Eli, for Dying Well, and he's like, how did we get seven dollars? <laughs> he's like, can I get that three <laughs> fifty? <laughs> no, I'm not cashing that. <laughs> Keeping that in a frame because it's the only Spotify money we're ever gonna get. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, I think I've got. I mean, the pot, the podcast does does a uh, you know pretty well. Our our listeners, uh, you know, they're God love them. Uh, but uh, like my music, I think I've got on Spotify like. Nine subscribers. We're almost at double digits. <laughs> people that yeah. listen. There's somebody in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, that listens regularly. Oh, awesome. thank, thank you, <laughs> sir or ma'am or <laughs> VPN address located in <laughs> yeah, Ho Chi yeah. Minh City. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> they use their Express VPN to listen to. You. <laughs> it's probably my FBI agent. You know, she's like, I'm gonna keep tabs on this dude. Check. All right, I'll check out his music. <laughs> oh, this slaps. You, it's Not gonna, man! It's going to move to somewhere in Russia after this episode. <laughs> Where'd my subscriber go? Ah, oh, man, he's a mover and a shaker. Edward Snowden? <laughs> so what's been the, uh, the shittiest band you guys have uh, been a part of? Not necessarily, like, people, just to clarify, or just like, God, oh, man, that band. Uh, but, like, where you just... The, the whole... The whole thing where you're just like, in hindsight, you're just like, that's a pretty bad band. Me and Jordan's first band? <laughs> I guess. Right? It wasn't horrible. I've gone back and listened to it and been very impressed with the music. Yeah, for how old we were, absolutely. Yeah. Well, teenagers in Boy versus Man. <laughs> still, I think I could still play a couple of, a couple of riffs. Oh, yeah. It'll probably come back to me very quickly. <laughs> I used to do it because Caleb played in the band with me in high school. And so he always showed up to practice super late. And so I would just turn my amp up and just start playing Boy vs. Man. <laughs> that's Fuck so you, funny. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, we were uh, very young back then. I wouldn't say that's the shittiest. I was about to say because, like, like my, my, my first band, like, like you know, we, well, our first name was Elixir. That was with three X's because we were tough. Wow. That's, you better not be wearing any clothes if I paid it. <laughs> yeah, for real. I think there were laws since we were teenagers. <laughs> okay, Opening up for Buck Cherry, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, a vow. Uh, but I, w- I would not throw like like a vow or those guys at like the shittiest band. The shittiest band would probably be like something. Like, I had the idea of, like, somebody I met in Jersey, like, once. I was, you know, probably, like, like speeded out of my mind. Just like, you know what we should do, man? We should, we should just, like, write all these songs, like, tonight, man. Look at this. We got, we got like, five songs already. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to call you, dude. I'm going to call you. And then, no, no, no. Nothing I think happens. I've had some of those moments. I do a solo noise project. That's probably the shittiest. A solo like, noise project? I, I love that project, man. My, mine is just me masturbating. That's, that's my solo noise it's like project. like an <laughs> Yeah, I think any one of our bands that played at Vito's is, cannot be called our shittiest band. No, no. Because that shit was just fun. Well, None I mean, of us cared. 
You know, no one was like, oh, we're gonna be famous from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was everybody just wanted to play a show for their friends. Yeah, yeah. I feel like rock stars. You know, yeah. like like in vetoes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not even rock stars. Like I, I've never ever wanted to feel like a rock star. No, I always felt like a rock star always playing in Vito's, man. Like, I always did. Like, I thought it was so cool, dude. Start ripping a solo and you had, like, ten people doing that. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of shred hands <laughs> at Vito's. I was one of them. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a tough... Any band I was in high school was not good. I think Thrill of a Gunfight was my worst. Oh, that was your worst. It wasn't even so much. What was the name of it? Thrill of a Gunfight. Thrill of a Gunfight. Yeah, they were out of Columbus. I I moved up there for a few months and did a tour with them. It was just what a good experience. You know, you have like those those long experiences in life where you're like, I could have done without that. Yeah, yeah. it was one of those. Your van blew up on van the tour. Van blew up on the fucking. What van doesn't blow up on tour? <laughs> No, but Jake's van blew up, oh, yeah. uh, like on fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh. we had a problem with. Might have been the transmission. I don't remember. I was trying to drive it. We we're on the interstate going from Louisiana to Texas. Yeah, oh, I was driving. Shit. I was. I think I was the most sober person that morning, and started with the interstate, and it's you know uh, Western Louisiana, which is one of the shittiest places in America. Yeah, worst um, place to drive. So terrible. Bad. There's like nothing. There's mom and pops like shacks off yeah. the interstate mm-hmm. and that's that's what you got to work with and uh, I pulled over and we, we uh, thought it was just overheating uh, got some radiator fluid and put it in there and uh, radiator fluid um, cool it and, and flush the radiator and all that and we get back in and I start driving power steering goes out when I get off the ramp like onto the uh, onto the actual interstate power steering went out pulled it over popped the hood smoking everywhere uh, one of the guys threw water on it, which didn't help anything. Uh, that's so smart. <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh shit, let's call nine one one and uh, push the trailer back because it, we're not putting this fire out." And that's what happened. Cow. Shit blew up. Tires started popping. We had traffic backed up like five miles down the interstate. <laughs> it was a thing, and I ended up with the worst summer <laughs> of my life. Golly, and a thousand. It's close to a thousand, Western Louisiana. Yeah, like that's close to a thousand miles from here. I guess I was far away from home. Spent yeah. the night in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. <gasps> oh, that's really bad. Yeah, that's walk, the worst place in the world. Start walking through downtown Shreveport to this hotel. We we were able to get a room oh. at, and a cabbie pulls over. He's like, "Hey, hop in." Like, you guys shouldn't be walking around here. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Shreveport is awful. <laughs> if you have any listeners from Shreveport. Just, they should know that they More is power. the worst place. <laughs> <laughs> they should move to Valasta. Yeah. The street board is so bad. Yeah. That's one of those things, going back to the whole Valasta thing, people are like, it's so bad here. And I'm like, I've, I've lived in the worst place. Insane, Boy, you know, yeah, there's, there's much worse places in America. Mm-hmm. Any bigger city. Every time I've ever spent time in a bigger city, I've always been like, I love Valdosta. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, yeah, it's the insanity that goes into people's the it's almost like a adrenaline that people are pushed with when they live in a larger city it seems like you have to be a little bit more on edge than you have to be here in Dallas yeah Yeah. like 
I, I feel relaxed 99% of the time about Austin. Mm-hmm. And the other 1% is just me being pissed off about somebody using a turning light or not using a turning <laughs> light. Like, <laughs> when that person yeah. has their blinker on in front of you and there's a turning light and they're just slowing down, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, beam this road. I'm pull out a gun and throw it at them. Like, that was, <laughs> when I moved back and like, the, like I worked in Tifton and uh, it's even worse there with the old. Oh, the yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it took me like a year to get used to that shit. Going to lunch, and I'm just like, you know, like, I've got 45 minutes to get back to work, and this not happening. These people driving this way, it's like yeah. 10 miles under the speed limit. Like, Tifton's horrible, it's, and the way that they utilize the interstate in the city is it's, bonkers. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's 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 designed in a way where it's, it's like they're like, all right, guys, there's a lot of fucking people coming, so get the roads ready, <laughs> get them ready, because they're coming here to Tifton. <laughs> oh my god, that's really funny. What is like exit? Is it exit uh, 64, 69, it's got like, 63, yeah, A and B. Yeah, it's like that that oh. one inconvenience on five points here in town, but like the entire fucking exit is yeah. that. It's like, all right, guys, we're gonna need two lanes just yeah. to get on the ship, and then. Uh. And that same dipshit was like, let's maximize this traffic by building a Chick-fil-A here. It's just like, oh, yeah. this is so bad. I'm going to about some of the other Chick-fil-A, man, they're, they must be getting out some good dick and pussy at Chick-fil-A because those lines are incredible, dude. I what? eat it with a spoon. Dude, oh, man. yeah. Like, I've, I've never seen, like, like, fast food, like, Go to that level where just like, we're going to have people in the fucking parking lot. They're to greet you and make sure you're having a great fucking day. You're eating the Lord's chicken today, so yeah. smile, son of a bitch. <laughs> I've been to church in almost like 15 years now, but I think I'm still good because of how much Chick-fil-A I've had. Like, yeah. You know. So do they, are they that efficient to make up for being closed on Sundays? Like, I think so. Like, I don't think there's another. There, I don't think there's another restaurant of you know any walk of the food service industry that makes the money that they make every day between like eleven o'clock and closing. A bitch, they've got breakfast. Yeah, yeah, five a.m. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I stand corrected. <laughs> they're uh, when they're open, they're making money to yeah, close those it's doors. It's insane. Yeah. What Double about, lane. What if they're really just selling ketamine and like it's just a worldwide <laughs> operation, and but the guy he's really he's really into Jesus and like you know family values. Yeah. And, I've eaten a lot of Chick Fil A, and I may have tried ketamine, and I have yet to float from eating Chick Fil A. There's a bathroom. At? I'm about to break the seal. Um, you can. Yeah, there's one on the back porch. Uh, you just gotta make sure you close the door, otherwise, uh, bonkers will. Uh, I don't know about attack you. He'll 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 just go in there with you. And get get up to no good. Don't pee on his cat. That's All my right. job. So so now we have to ask Jordan, what's your favorite? Okay, so my favorite distortion. <laughs> yeah. Jake's out of the room. Uh, <laughs> he would want to go by it. He has a problem. Actually, we all have problems. My favorite... I got two in here. My favorite, like, fuzz sound is from Matt, actually. I traded him a pedal for this thing called a Zvex Mastertron. Um, It is a gated fuzz. Ooh. And I found it for bass, which is what I play in every band I'm in. 
is a gated fuzz does something where it hits much harder. And because you can pick where your gate is, like the second you let the attack off of the string or mute it, your signal cuts out. So like you can have like the most melt your off melt your face off fuzz and if you don't want it to make any noise you can mute your strings and let go and it's completely silent yeah, and then the second tight. you hit it it just explodes that's cool yeah i love that um, about a good fuzz pedal yeah it's and it is like a yeah. square like brutal velcro ripping apart sounding yeah as you can imagine but then because of the gate that's installed on it and it being a very good gate it's what's the name of it again uh mastatron mastatron I believe it's a clone of an earlier pedal, but I took it apart, and it's pretty much just a modded uh, tone bender. Wow. Like, it uses awesome. the um, two-transistor uh, setup to make its fuzz, but I believe their gate is what's on it, and they use that gate on many pedals that they have, mm -hmm. but it really just... they ha It's called a put... You can control the square wave of it, like the length of it, and that's like where you control your velcro sound, and then you can control the push or pull of it, which is the gate. And that's super cool. The gate, like a noise gate, is one of those, I would say it, and like a compressor, like a good mm -hmm. compressor, that's where you know like your nerd drum is like really into it. Yeah. It's like, like that's a, such an awesome feature to have yeah. that is not readily available on a lot of distortion pedals. They, like... The sustain is normally what they go for because that's uh -huh. that's you know that's the big swinging dick. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Exactly. But the the noise gate, I would I would much rather have a pedal that has a good noise gate on it uh -huh. than good sustain on it. And what's right. cool about it, as long as you're holding the note, it'll keep that going yeah. even after your strings quit moving. If you never change the dynamic on it, it'll hold that out like infinitely. <clears throat> but then the second that it feels the signal mute, it'll cut. Just a hard cut, and you can blend that together as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, what will be your number two? Um, I have this pedal that is a lot of people are in the nerd community are surprised I use it for bass, but it just made sense. Uh, Moog, uh, they did a mini series, like you know, like the Moog Mooger Fuger pedals that have the big wood walls. Yeah. Uh, Moger Foger. <laughs> um, they did a mini Foger, and it's a overdrive pedal, mm -hmm. but it also has a gate built into it. It has a the mode gain stage, which is what they use in their synths. So, like, mm. for bass tones, the low end retains on it. You don't lose it like you do with some distortion pedals. Like, this, I mean, it just really makes it sound, you almost get that, like, synthy drive sound to it. Um... And then it also has a frequency adjuster on there that can give a big amount of boost to a certain range. And so I'll boost the mids on it, especially for You'll Never Die, because with it just being one guitar and one bass, I cover a lot of the lower range that like having a rhythm guitarist would do. Right. So I keep Absolutely. a lot of rhythm going with that and staying with Matt, and at the same time playing like a little lead part that adds to what Jake's doing, but also just trying to really drive the music itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, especially but, with that sun head, there's a lot of trebly sounds, like mm -hmm. brighter sounds, too. Yeah. yeah. I, the amp that I use has a treble booster built into it. It's an old 60s sun uh, concert bass, mm. which I got very lucky. I, yeah. Well, it has the red logo on the front? No, this is the silver face. Okay. They, they had a 
silver first and then the red. Yeah. And a lot of metal people want the red ones, but I prefer the silver fist. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's a much cleaner sound. Like a, it sounds more like the amp rather than just having like a little bit of hair to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I got you. And it does exactly what you want it to, especially with that treble booster. Like for some reason on bass, it just sounds very boring if I'm not turning that on. But like harmonics are so rich, like yeah, I mean, especially for that thick uh, sound of a bass string. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. When it hits, like it's just like it's a feedback that like most people think of feedback is like cover your ears, but like <clears throat> the way that a single coil feeds back through like a wall of speakers mm-hmm. and like that air moving from that like it you were talking about asmr earlier like it, i could just sit there yeah. and listen to it like yeah, i mean yeah. just like stand in front of it Good or control. like an old jazz master with like some badass pickups in front of it yeah. yeah we'll do that same thing where like you just let the guitar go Ooh, and it just sounds like mm-hmm. the gods are speaking to you <laughs> <laughs> and then you put delay on that and <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what got me away from the whole, uh, the the noise gate, like the noise suppressor, mm-hmm. all all that those kinds of pedals. That I, I mean, for heavier music, that's that's a, like a you have a tuner and you have a you have a noise suppressor. Or <laughs> yeah, or, you know. Yeah, but I I like having that that full control of what's going on with like from the guitar to the speakers, and uh, just keeping it as like even with the modulation from the pedals kind of bare bones at the same time because I wasn't even in the guitar pedals until I started playing with Jordan and Matt. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I, I played with, with I'm well with Matt for what, like over a year? Yeah, years? you just used my pedals. Yeah, it, it was just like, Matt's like, you need to use this because this is how it sounds like recorded. And I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. I, like, I came into that with I didn't even have a tuner pedal. Yeah. You know? like, And then you bought the worst tuner pedal of all time and had a tone to it. Yeah. Like, if it was on the board, it would sound as bad. Yeah. Like, all right, well, I'm not, not going to buy another tuner. So I guess this is what the guitar sounds like. Sounds like this tuner. It was so bad. And then it turned into a pedal snob. Yeah, but you did you did have that sound tank Ibanez. Oh. So. Yeah. Speaking of those little black pedals. This, it's a flanger. And, uh... Just it gets. I can get some of the craziest noises from it that are not practical at all. It's not like using a flanger for what people normally use flangers for. <laughs> yeah, like nineties. Just not that. No. <laughs> I literally I dime everything and use it as an accent pedal. So it's you know playing our weird abrasive yeah. dissonance. And I hit with that's exactly what it is. It's, just it's almost like a bird whistling in your ear. <laughs> yeah. I, I like doing that with a. a Chorus pedals as well. Ibanez on yeah. the silver uh, ones they put out in the era of uh, new metal. Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. did a chorus flange duo that you could you switch the, between the two. The Ibanez pedals where you push in the knobs. Yeah, tone lock. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes, there were buttons. Yeah, that my favorite delay ever is the D seven, and that's one of them. So where you push in the knobs. JHS did an episode and I included that last week. And the prices doubled overnight. <gasps> it's, so it's so dumb. It's so dumb. This guy that owns this pedal company, JHS, has started a web series and every Friday he releases a new series. And like every once in a while it's like shamelessly like showing off his stuff. But ninety percent of the time he's like nerding out on like showing off his droves of pedals and how it's like if we were piece. famous in this conversation. <laughs> like all everything we just talked about would be expensive. 
Yeah. But no one's going to get the metal muff after this. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you can... It's it's disgusting because every time he mentions a pedal, yeah. like, the guitar community explodes and buys it. Yeah. And so I've made a lot of money from, like, things that had depreciated in value, and they'll show up on the episode, and I'll, like, just watch the reverb listings climbing and climbing yeah. and climbing. And I just list it for sale because I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Like that's like the, the that same Ivanus series. I found a lo-fi um I guess it's a game pedal. It's almost like a lo-fi preamp type thing. Yeah, it's in a weird. box. It's yeah. the worst thing in the world. It's, there's <laughs> no use for it whatsoever. Like I've tried it with the guitar, I tried it with the uh, with a drum brute, like drum machine. Like what can I get some cool sounds out of it? Did you know that was my first pedal ever? I did not know that. Yeah. A lo-fi? Yeah, the Ibanez Lo-Fi was my the, first with a With the bronze uh, emblem? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Like, you got really good harmonics, like, this off of that just, Lo-Fi. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that was, like, the one thing. I was like, ooh! That was, so I, I picked one up for uh, less than $50 locally. And uh, saw the prices online, and, you know, people are flipping them for, like, $150. The lo-fi pedal? Yeah. People are so stupid. <laughs> Why would you buy that pedal for more know. than a dollar? I don't know. I would pay more than a dollar for that pedal. Because <laughs> I, mean, I used to I, have it, and I lost it. That was one of those pedals where I was like, fuck, man, I lost all my You can do that pedals. with an EQ pedal, though. That's the thing that's yeah. crazy yeah, about like, really bad. the way that these things <laughs> get exciting. If you have a 10-band EQ, yeah. you can do the same thing by just removing yeah, true. the yeah, right Yeah, you can give yourself a, a, a band pass uh, yeah. filter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you you totally can. But if I want to use a lo-fi on my nice disco smile, or you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, not not to give away my secrets or anything, but like uh, I like to you know uh, do my subtractive EQing usually in the subwoofer range, so like around like eighty hertz on down. Uh-huh. I'm like I'm like get rid of it. Like the bass will take care of everything, yeah, and for then sure. uh, adjust around like from like eighty to like a hundred as needed depending on what the bass is doing. Mm-hmm. But um, then I'll, I'll give myself a little boost around like 200, and then I'll, uh, I'll scoop, uh, depending on where uh, things like uh, my voice is falling or uh, strings, like yeah. uh, other string instruments, and I'll uh, cut out usually about like 3 dB or so, like uh, with a nice little disco smile around mm-hmm. like uh, 1K, 900K, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. That's super interesting, like... People don't think about that when they're like writing music or like writing their vocal parts. They're like, "Where do my the the sonics of my voice? Where does that sit in the mix?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once you start thinking that, you're like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> yeah. That's a big it's the same for me. I use uh, EQ the same way, except I take and cut everything. Like imagine completely flat EQ, and then I boost. 30 by about 6 and then I take 60 just a bump above that 120 just below that and everything else flat Mm -hmm. and then I'll dip mids just a little bit but that's coming straight from my bass to my pedal board and then I hit all of my effects and I usually have like a tube screamer type pedal on right after that and then that immediately takes care of the mids but you're getting the mid tone from the pedal itself Rather than your bass. Mm, interesting. And so it gives it like a huge bark. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Jesus Lizard. Um, like, I'm, whenever I was in the Columbia House days and, uh, you know, uh, entering contracts as a minor, 
that yeah, you can't enter with a business, so you get all these free CDs and mm-hmm. yeah, not that I ever did that, but um, uh, no, I never, uh, I never uh, listened to them much. I've heard them a little bit, but when I was start getting into like '90s alt and '90s mm-hmm. grunge and metal and all that stuff, didn't we get compared to them one time? Yeah, uh, that's like, my a couple times. My bass tone is, I will shamelessly admit that I am ripping off Jesus Lizard yeah. or Shellac. Like, those yeah. are my two biggest influences when it comes to a tone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and it is very specific. And so, like, it's funny, like, in Valdosta, like, the little kids here that you can tell aren't quite developed, they'll be like, I don't know if I like that. And, like, all the touring bands are like, whoa, you did it. I, like, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I feel, yeah. Dude, yeah, it, he, even, like, I mean, played a lot more music a lot more often before I, I, I left a few years ago for the military and I was playing in bands since I was, you know, young high school and never really got compliments on sound. And then just playing in this, like, you know, fun band. We play with touring bands and they're like, dude, what's up with your uh, with your guitar setup? That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> high mids and highs. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the Josh Holmes sound? Mm-hmm. That's uh I've done a lot of studying on him and yeah, pretty much he me does too. The exact same thing. His front EQ is boost bass coming off of the guitar, and everything else is mid all the way up. So everything will be level, and every mid frequency will be as high as it can get all the way through his pedal board. Then when it hits his preamp on his amplifier, nothing but mids. Everything else is flat. And then when it hits the board off the microphone, nothing but mids straight up. Like that's what makes that sound like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, because like the uh, you know the guitar and a lot of string instruments, they fall into that same range. The human voice, like, yeah, falls sure into does. Yeah. yeah. So like I I think about stuff like you know back in the day like um, orchestral music with string like Vivaldi and stuff which mm-hmm. was fucking gorgeous, mm-hmm. but like like it it's like it hits your ears in a similar way to that pretty singing hits your ears. You know what I mean? Like it get, at least for me, it gives me that same tingle. And I, I would wager it's because it's targeting the, those same cilia in my ear, microscopic hairs that, yeah. that they're for a specific frequency, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. F- having a, having an idea as far as like how you want to sound can be at least from the nerdy aspect of like what we're talking about it is uh, almost uh, more fundamental than what you're writing itself you know what i mean yeah like, sometimes i definitely get caught in that i'm like oh i didn't write a song but i've been perfecting my tone for hours mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i don't know okay I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 like um you know it's like it's like coming up with a recipe you know what i mean but yeah. like mm-hmm. sonically and finding a way to um make it all fit in the mix yeah, yeah. that's yeah that's a big thing is Bands actually are able to uh, sit in the right places in the EQ, especially playing live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that don't rely on the house to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, go fuck with your, uh, go fuck with your preamp, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It. Like, <laughs> yeah, it happens to me a lot. Every time uh, the drummer Ty Well, every time he gets new cymbals, I'm like, okay, well, I gotta fit into this mix better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think about that a lot. Like, otherwise you're gonna hurt your audience. Like, yeah. especially with the higher end of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like like you, 
you know, aside from the wall of sound, but what you don't want, you don't want to, like, induce tinnitus in, in the audience. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. We recommend earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought some. I just don't wear them. It's, it's hard doing vocals with earplugs. I, I can't do that. I can't. Yeah. I've tried so hard. Yeah, well, because you Can't. stop hearing. I stop oh, hearing well. everything else. <laughs> like, I hear myself well, yeah. yelling. It's not even singing. So yeah. it's not even I mean, like. Let me focus on this. I don't tune? need to focus at all. But I do need to hear the rest of the music because I'm still playing an instrument. Yeah, it so. it messes me up a lot. And this is unrelated to "You'll Never Die" and "Dying Whale" stuff. I uh, do vocals and like I'm using different parts of my throat. And with earplugs in it, you can actually like hear your. It freaks me out. You can, I can yeah. hear my muscles moving around yeah. in my throat. Yeah, man. In my ears. I'm like, ooh, that's not good for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll like start like performing different. And I'm like, I'm just going to not hear myself forever. I'm just going to lose my hearing, which is fine. No, that's priority one is my head earplugs. Yeah. I've, I've I'll never for wa- so long. I've had a couple of ear issues where like, I lost my hearing whenever I first really got into playing music, like mm-hmm. in my mid twenties. Is like when I really picked it up, mm-hmm. and uh, it was when I had started with Loomis Orange, and we had I had had some ear issues, and we had a practice, and my ears were like I, I couldn't hear right, like I had water in my ears or something, mm-hmm. and the next day. I went to take a shower, so I poured some peroxide in my ears because it was still acting up. Uh-huh. And then, like, both of them closed up. And then, like, it felt like they were opening constantly. And then that day around 1, my ears just quit working. Couldn't hear anything. Went completely deaf for a second. Like, started freaking out. And then the world just went... And I fought with extreme dizziness for about two or three days. Like, I was throwing up and everything. I had to walk with a cane, and then, like, every, like, couple of days it would come back, and I would just get super dizzy. I remember when yeah. that's happening to you. Ever since then, I wear earplugs like crazy. Yeah. The doctors never figured out what happened. I didn't make it to a, a ENT for, like, two or three weeks after it happened, and they're like, well, you can hear again now. And I was like, yeah, but why? <laughs> like, yeah. like, it had all come back, but, like. Yeah. That's the scariest thing I've ever experienced. And ever since then, I'm, like, very careful with my hearing. Yeah. No doubt, man. I threw in the towel a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I still watch bands with earplugs. Like that, I have, I have the, those eargasms. Yeah, that's what I've got. Definitely watching bands live, it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually hear... There, there's a lot less of that, like, bleeding over of, you know, things fighting each other in the, uh-huh. in the, in the sound, in the EQ. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I'm sure if you get your ears molded, you can probably get earplugs, like, made where you don't miss out on the sounds when you're playing. Yeah. But that's also money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I- I'm probably going to do that before shows start again. Mm. But, like... I saw some people pressing it out at about $120 total. Like, $40 for the molds and then $80 mm-hmm. for the actual earplugs. Yeah. I guess we spend pet- money on pedals like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. We won't hear those pedals. Why would you invest in something that actually like helps you on a <laughs> right. level? You know, like, yeah. Get rid of your gym membership. Just buy some yeah. pedals. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to. I, I can't even. I can't even figure out how to get rid of my gym membership at this point. Yeah, that's been a struggle. See if they'll trade it for some pedals when you go <laughs> yeah, <there>. Probably could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you use 
a power supply. <gasps> oh, that's oh, let's this let's is, get into that. If you do use a power supply, what do you use? Uh, I do isolated. I do not. Um, <laughs> I a, should use a one one spot daisy chain. Totally. Me too. Totally. I did that for a very long time. As as you can see, my you're in my studio. Uh, this is where all the magic happened. For you know, all the masterpieces that I've made. I think it's like the next step up, which is like just as shitty. What's that? It's a it's a power supply where it has individual things coming off of it, but it's not truly isolated. So like it's still sharing a negative ground, I believe. So you can get a little bit of noise in it, but it's a little bit easier to do than a daisy chain. I found. Lee was uh, talking to me about the. Whichever one he was using uh, when we did Stupid Girls, and he Probably had um, yeah, like, he was breaking down like like why this one was like like the like the uh, most quiet mm-hmm. uh, one that he had run into, and like, no joke, man, like Lee's records sound fantastic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That room sounds. Well, well, he's he's really smart, man. Like, yeah. like, like to not to kiss his ass, but to like his own credit. I mean, like he's a, he's he's a brilliant fucking dude. Like, think of how many hours he has sitting behind that computer, like learning. figuring it out. I mean, yeah. what you guess, like twenty thousand, thirty thousand hours, hundred thousand hours yeah. of doing yeah. it. Like, yeah. I mean, he is a master of his craft. He's right? got two decades worth of yeah. of experience with it. I, I've I've met like a lot of. Like like cats in like his industry, not tooting any horns or anything, but like he's one of the best ones though. Mm-hmm. Like like I've I've met folks who are just like yeah I've 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 worked with this and this and this. And I listen to records and like that ain't as badass as fucking Lee Dice's. Yeah. Like uh, like just, just can't he can just make he can polish a turd so and well. He, and, he, oh. and he has. Yeah. Oh. He pol- he's polished uh, more than one of my turds. <laughs> there was I heard I heard something about a. a one of the one of the local bands in the past year uh, went and recorded with him and said they didn't like the mix and I was just like, you shouldn't be recording any of your songs then. Yeah. Like, if you don't like the mix that this guy's giving you, then my question either... my question to them would be, were you in the studio on mix day? Because that's where these decisions you want like should yeah. happen. You know, yeah. like. That that was always my any bands that I record with Lee, I was the guy that was just like there with them on the mix day as well. Uh-huh. Just been like 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 cool. So can we do this and can we like like all, all the like stuff we're talking about as far as like like uh, noise gates and sustain and equalization and all that. Right. I didn't know what they were, but like like this guy was like on some shit, man. He had been doing it at probably like five years at that time, maybe. Mm-hmm. He was still on Valdell. Mm-hmm. At that, at oh, yeah. The, at the, the trailer. At, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And his fucking neighbors, they had like a, I think like a Dimebag Daryl flag or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fucking awesome. I like Pantera. <laughs> Dude. And I made a, I compiled a list uh, once of the, um, the, the 10 heaviest songs to me. And uh, the only the only one I had that I said was in a particular spot was number one, which is Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Oh, like, yeah, like, that's that's your heaviest of all time. Yeah, absolutely, Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Um, 
But then other ones I had there, I had like Slip It In by uh, Black Flag. I had XYU by uh, Smashing Pumpkin. <laughs> but uh, uh, I had I'm Broken by Pantera. It's just got this fucking riff right from the get-go. It's like... It's probably my favorite sound check riff of all time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what notes they are. I just go, well, well. Maybe a five, maybe a four fret. I don't know. There was, there was some show, it was a house show I did with you years ago, and you just started playing uh, Fight for Your Right to Party. And it's like doing a mic check, and then like I saw the mic was on. I just did the kick it, and then like went into the whole thing. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's good. It was good times. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah, that's honestly my favorite thing about being in a band is sound check. <laughs> Everything else is just like whatever. But like sound check, especially when you're in a town where no one knows who you are, you just make an ass out of yourself oh. before you start playing. Take my Sunday sound check. Oh, yeah. So many times. Every Dying Whale show you played, take back Sunday sound check. We'd like be finished with sound check, and it's like right before Matt would start saying, Everybody come inside, and I'd just start playing. Was it cute without the E? It always was. And then when people didn't start coming inside, it was just like, I'll just keep playing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Anytime now. we played at a church, yeah. you play Taking Back Sunday for at least five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Did we get asked? To not come back to that church? Uh, not with drunk Clay, no. <laughs> Clay was... got really drunk that yeah. day. I think everybody in the everybody in the band was on one that day except for you. Oh yeah, it wasn't good. Was yeah. it M and M's? We were throwing in a fan. We were using a fan to project M and M's at each other <laughs> <laughs> inside of a church. Yeah, in roller chairs. So like me and it was Joey. We were like. It was Every, it was me too. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. we're in chairs and, and somebody's, you know, throwing throwing the M and M's and they're like breaking, but there's like fragments flying and it's just like slide across the room and try and catch them in your mouth. And there was like fifteen year olds too that were like tattled on us. And we're like Some chicks Come on, we're literally cleaning it up with our mouths. Yeah. <laughs> like if you miss one, you pick it up off the floor and you eat it. Like fuck yeah. it, dude. Yeah. Some chicks like you, you guys should really stop. That's immature. So, (laughs) (laughs) honey, COVID hasn't happened yet. We can lick whatever we want. Only you knew what was going to happen eight years down the road. (laughs) Um, This is a church. This floor is clean. Oh, yeah. What has been done here? (laughs) Were you snacking on a pizza? (laughs) Isaiah, are you throwing M&M's into the fan? (laughs) (laughs) Isaiah! Where in that Bible did it say that you could have AC in here? But Paul! But nothing! (laughs) (laughs) What's uh, y'all's favorite thing that you've ever done? Like, what's your favorite performance? Like a show? Yeah. Ooh. I've got one. Always, will always be my favorite. That time we played in Gainesville. And, um. Which show? Were we on tour with Carnivores of Grace? Maybe or we, it was the venue or that, frameworks. They had the they had the projector um, that they were playing like they were playing movies with without the without the audio uh-huh. behind the bands and and Dead Man was on while we were playing and I was just like not facing the crowd the entire oh, show. Oh yeah, I, no, we I weren't on tour. Super, I was super stoned. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, just not uh, not there that night. And I was just like, I'm gonna watch Dead Man the entire time we're playing. We played a clean song that show. That's yeah. the only time we ever played that song you wrote. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a fun show. Everyone, yeah. everyone messed up that tone. song besides you and me. Yeah. <laughs> clean as in tone or as yeah. in like okay. Yeah. Clean as in yeah, no curse words. <laughs> yeah. Right. Guys, we know we're in a church, so this that next song is called "You and Your Ink Horse." <laughs> <laughs> Did we play that Danzig cover at that church? No, no, that was. We only play that Danzig cover uh, when we didn't have enough songs. Cause oh, that's right. Yeah, we didn't learn the set. Did we play it at that venue down in uh, St. Pete? <gasps> Ooh, that's gonna be your favorite show. Is that my favorite show? That might be my. I kicked a hole in the wall. Yeah, that was good. Did your foot get stuck? Yeah, it did actually. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, I That's felt, the best time when someone kicks up their foot. They saw no, I, sticks. It was like behind me, you know. I'm like rocking out, whatever. I'm like, I'm gonna push off this wall because I ran into it, and I went to like kick off of it, and my foot would just like disappeared. <laughs> like, oh god, yeah. that was good. So did you just fall face forward, or like fell out of the wall? Mm. Did that, you? How many? How many chords or notes did you miss? From the, uh, I probably missed every note that entire set. <laughs> yeah, Jake didn't play notes. It's now becoming apparent that Coulter has never seen a "You'll Never Die" show. <laughs> yeah, dying well was what like I'd, I'd like stumble into the last song and like halfway through the last song just start breaking my guitar. And yeah, that was the set. Yeah, I've rebuilt a few of Jake's guitars for him, and it is insane how strong guitars are. Like, yeah. I'll find these cracks that I didn't realize were possible to put in a guitar that way. Like, where the neck pocket isn't breaking at the neck pocket, but the guitar itself is trying to break in half. Just run a few dowels through it, a little bit of wood glue, and he's good as new. <laughs> there was there was some band, it was when I was uh, interning with Lee for a couple months, this was, I think it was like 22, and there's this band in from... Uh, I want to say Bainbridge, but maybe in Tally, I'm not sure. But they were like a a pop punk band, but like that's that's Tally heavier than like a lot of the pop punk bands that came out of Tallahassee, though. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, not like uh, they were a lot heavier, like Mayday Parade or Go Radio and like all that stuff. But this guy, this drummer, his name was Brad. Super nice guy, really funny, madly talented. Broken SM57 microphone, the like, like karate chopped it with a drumstick from just playing drums. Yeah, you can use an SM57 as a fucking hammer. Like, like you can use this thing as a hammer to nail yeah. something into a wall. And this guy fucking Miyagi this shit with ah. a fucking drumstick, like just yeah. destroyed this microphone. That's wild. I have no idea how he did it, man. Like even Lee was like astounded. He's like, he's like, he's like huh? I've never seen that before. He's like looking at it. That's crazy. I never smashed the guitar. I've smashed too many. Yeah, it's, it's 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 not even fun, you know. No. Like I lit a guitar on fire playing a show yeah. once. I was like, this isn't even fun, but I need to do it. It's super weird. I've burned paintings before, and I've even dropped paintings in a fire where I'm like, oh shit, that wasn't supposed to be in that pile. Well, it's gone now. I might as well enjoy it. <laughs> nice. 
All right, now it's really gone. Nice. Oh, fuck, more paintings. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, smashing guitars is weird because you're like, oh, that's gone, but I needed to do it, so it happened. Yeah, I, uh, I don't. I I love gear so much, and like I started uh, getting into music like past my mid twenties, so I was able to buy nicer stuff. So yeah. I kind of never hit the phase of wanting to break something that I'd invested money into. Yeah. But I do look at bands like a place to put airy strangers. Like Unreal. they they travel with seven incredible Jaguars and break off seven of them every night. And then he takes them and glues them back together. Mm-hmm. Like image like, we've, we've definitely done that. On their way well to towards, the next show he yeah. pulls the screws out of the neck. And then we'll wood glue them together, clamp them together, mm-hmm. put the guitars back together, screw the neck back on, string it up, and play it again the next night, and smash it a new way the next night. Yeah. Like, yeah, ridiculous. He also, we've been heavy on pedals, he owns Death by Audio. Oh, cool. He is the owner yeah. of Death by Audio pedals. And That's cool. One of the, I finally got a pedal. Yeah. With, I got a... So Reverb's doing a, um, a the pedal movie because the the guitar pedal like well guitar bass the effects pedal market is just skyrocketed over the past what like five years mm-hmm. five to ten years where it's like all these boutique brands and it's become this whole thing that that you know uh, subreddits you know Facebook groups where it's just like let's literally just blow loads over <laughs> <the effects laughs> right. like, what the fuck but uh, yeah so uh, shoes. yeah. So they, they got this movie coming out next year, and, and as like an advertisement type thing, they had uh, two uh, collaborative pedals that came out. It was the Bliss Factory, so that was Chase Bliss Audio, and uh, ZFX um, was kind of like Chase Bliss, th- their take on the ZVEX Fuzz Factory. And then Zach- That's pretty cool. Zach- Zachary Ve- Vector? Mm-hmm. Is this the dude's name that does ZVEX? Um, so they just all of them working together. And didn't the guy that started Chase Bliss, he actually started yeah. working for ZFX. So it was like a throwback for him. Yeah, yeah. Too. Wow. Yeah. Which I was not dropping $400 on that. See, uh, I put it in my car. That's a big investment. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a huge anyway. investment. Because guess what the pedals go for now? $900. The cheapest one online. The PlayStation 5? Thing that's happening, yeah. Where all those people bought them up, um, and, and uh, same thing happened with those pedals. Scalpers, scalpers, yeah. capitalism. Yep. Yeah. So Cal- there was another pedal that got released. It was called a Time Shadow, and that was with um, Earthquaker Devices, which is awesome company, and Death by Audio, which is they, they're all their pedals are just ridiculous. The modulation they have like delay pedals that have a full like square fuzz circuit in them. That, that's so awesome. Your feedback trails from your from your uh, delay have this square wave that's also modulated on top of that just really crazy things but the time shadows is like it's got two sides to it one is earthquaker devices working with um was it like it's like fuzz type it's a fuzz through a delay through a flange yeah through a filter and so you control the filter it's crazy like a wash sound and uh you know like back in the day the uh like the the pog and the, uh, what was the other one? The, uh, fuck, was it a Zoom? It was like the gray guy that had two, uh, uh foot yeah. pedals in Zoom. it. Yeah. Like, and they, they were, they were always like, and line six, like some of their pedals, they were always just, like ridiculed. And what's funny is that, like, 
those quirky sounds that they produced are like like so prevalent in yeah. modern music. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So Zoom has come back full circle, and they've released a new. Uh, woo, excuse me. <laughs> a new pedal that they call the Multi Stomp, which is their new take on it. And the company that owns Zoom now owns everything. I mean, I mean, everything's owned by one person now. So that company, Zoom is higher up in that company. Than the other companies that they now own that they've purchased up and everything. Right. So Zoom now has the rights to algorithms that are in much more expensive line of pedals like Strymons and Eventides and stuff like that. So they've released a multi-stomp pedal that now has these algorithms built into it. So it's the same fidelity. Mm. And but this pedal, you it comes with 120 effects built into it, but you can now chain them together. So you can do like a reverb into a distortion, into a flanger, into a delay pedal, into another reverb, and that one pedal now makes that sound. And so... That's really fucking ingenious. Actually. Here's where it gets even better. People have created a third-party app that you can download onto your computer, and they are creating algorithms and copying these high-end pedals that cost $300, $400. You can buy this $100 Zoom pedal... And then copy and paste that algorithm into the pedal and have it. Like, it's like Napster for guitar pedals. (laughs) It is, yeah. I love it so much. It's incredible. I bought one and it really satiated the need to, like, buy the weirdest thing that you can because it's like, I can make whatever I want with this by combining anything. Right. Like, so. Holy shit. I got on Reddit last night and I was like, so has anybody made a Time Shadows algorithm yet? Because <laughs> that, that pedal that Jake's talking about, the collaboration between Earthquaker and Death, Death by Audio, yeah. was $200 when it came out. But now the cheapest one you can buy is $400. Like, I mean, yeah. it's the whole culture of like buying and selling. Like, it it has gotten like pretty like absurd, I'll say, like in the past couple of years, I noticed. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, where... like. Uh, the little micro synth I got, I've had it now for not quite a decade, but like it's, you know, it's, it's getting it's getting older. You know what I mean? I guarantee you, but, it's worth more than what you paid for. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Like, and this uh, this little guy, it's flipped over. This may be in the shittiest category of pedals. Oh yeah, no, I, I understand that one. The skyrocketed. It got mentioned on a JHS. No way. Yeah. That pedal the, sucks. The boss. The boss bass chorus. Horrible. That was my second. No, pedal. the EQ on that thing's pretty sweet. This uh, this little guy Donner. It's yeah. a little compressor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That little guy's pretty good. I'm a I'm a Donner guy. I have two Donner pedals the, now. Yeah. The first pedal I ever made was a compressor, and it was an optical compressor. This is uh, one of these uh, Japanese Ibanez. Yeah, yeah, uh, those that pitch. I think so pitch cool. flanger is what it's called. You could, swell flanger. Swell flanger. Is, there you go. You oh, it's swell, awesome. all right. Which means that <laughs> you could you could sell that and make a car payment right now. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got that. I missed out. Um, it was at um, what's his name's Danny's music, uh-huh. and I love um, him so much. He. Uh, I was just talking with him because I bought a uh, another synth pedal that um, the synth nine. Pretty cool. Not too durable. Um, but uh, cool nonetheless. But he was telling me about. Uh, he's like, well, you. He's like, I listened to you play that synth pedal. You played it pretty, pretty well. I ain't heard too many people play a, <laughs> um, play a synth pedal. You sound like him so well. Yeah. 
And uh, I was like, I was like, thank you, sir. He's like, he's like, this this you might find interesting. He puts his suitcase on the table, opens it up, and there's sixteen of these, each a different one. Shut the. And he's so I've like, been trying to figure out where he keeps getting them because I bought the DL10, the delay oh, version yeah? of that, and it is. Oh, that sounds incredible. I told him because I was like, man, I was like, I, I like Ibanez stuff. It's a hundred and fifty dollar pedal. <laughs> Twenty five bucks. Like yeah, he, he's like, like he's yeah. like he's like I'll, I'll let you have the whole thing for one fifty. I was like I was like man I was like that's a fucking deal, dude. I was you like but I just bought this. I was like tell you what, let me get one. I'll come back like next time I got money. Yeah. If you still got it, and I'll get the whole thing if I like it. He's like, oh, sounds like a deal. I go in. He's like, ah, fella came in, bought the other fifteen about two hours ago. I was like, no. Uh, that is fucking. So I'm not sure. I know that he is a very conservative Christian. Uh, I'm pretty sure holiness. I wonder if they use the internet. Because I've gotten some things. Oh, yeah. I know. I have gotten some deals where I'll call Matt or Jake afterwards. Like, he'll be like, this one just, I don't like the way that they did the graphics on it. I'm I'm trying to do that. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's like, I just, and it makes the worst noises. And it was a Earthquaker Devices Rainbow Machine, which oh, is God. sounds exactly like the name. And I got it for eighty dollars, and they're like two hundred beat up, like yeah. yeah, with 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 no box or anything. Yeah, just, I, it just it's ridiculous. But it's funny. Like there's been so many things like that. I just traded him a Jazzmaster that I yep. paid three hundred fifty dollars for for a nine hundred dollar Gibson SG, like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, like the T60, I paid like six hundred and some change, and mm-hmm. that I mean, that's like if for people that are all about T60s, that's like the holy grail model. It you is. You know, absolutely. And you can, I could sell that in well in better condition than it, I've left it. Jake no. um, <laughs> let a child smash his guitar. It, yeah, did. This kid was like, "Hey, can I, can I slam your guitar on the concrete?" I was like, "Fuck it, dude. Have at it." Oh my god. It chipped it, knocked some, uh, knocked some wires loose, but that was about it. Still plays. You're more compassionate man than I am. I'm like, get what? the fuck away so like, from so me. Like, yeah. <laughs> the whole breaking of, of uh, instruments, I don't know, it kind of stems for me from like uh, um, not trying to be attached to materialism. Materialism, yeah. It's yeah. The I've, whole, the whole punk, you know, whatever. I, 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 get, I get that perspective. Um, I don't know. I think uh, personally, I I would, just, I would just find it, like sacrilegious for me to like like hurt a guitar, <laughs> yeah. like like like, oh my god, dude! Like I at a show, the headstock off that guy that used to be the most favorite acoustic instrument I had, and then at a show, unintentionally, I don't know how I wasn't slamming it down or around or anything, but the headstock on the last chord just <laughs> disappeared. Oh, I was shit. like. Uh, what? <laughs> In that case, I would have smashed the fuck out of it. Oh, that nah. thing betrayed you. <laughs> no, nah. nah, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, an album under uh, the name Sodomy Hussein. Me, uh, <laughs> uh, me and the guy uh, eating cereal right right next to that guitar. That was the uh, the acoustic guitar that was used on uh, uh, every uh, every song. This little guy. This Behringer Vintage Phaser, it is not a very versatile phaser. Uh-huh. You have speed, yeah. and then you can determine do you want bassy or not bassy phaser. But it is a fantastic 
Uh, what what clone have, is that? That um, is a small stone. Yeah. 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 A I small have, stone clone. So the, that's fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is electroharmonics calls. And oh, it's a soft switch. Get so the so is the electroharmonics. They all use uh, relay switching. Um, so the circuits that these utilize are super simple. And whenever I first got excited about building pedals, which I got over very quickly because I don't have enough time. I've got a two-year-old. Like, <laughs> it, like I used to be able to spend a night putting together a pedal and like soldering together capacitors, resistors, and everything else to make the different sounds that I wanted. Right. But now I'd rather pay for it. Like, <laughs> I've reached a point where money's way easier to come by than time. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I was buying up old vintage electroharmonic stuff because the circuits were so simple. So my biggest searches on... Oh, I thought that was a candle. I've got a great story about like 15 years ago whenever I was smoking weed like a true college student. Um, we were passing the bong around and I had a beer bottle in my hand and I had reached a point where I was so stoned that like I was talking holding both and I set the bong down then tried to light my oh. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the story. It's way easier to fix these things. Like, it's super surprising how simple the circuit yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So, all of my eBay searches used to be for broken electroharmonics, like old vintage stuff. Cool. And so, I have all these pedals that I bought up that I paid 30 or $40 for that are normally very expensive. Since they weren't working, you change out a resistor or a new knob inside of it, mm-hmm. and now you have a working two hundred dollar pedal that has like the vintage tone that like someone like Jimi Hendrix was working with. You know? Yeah, right. like so those are always super fun to work on and try to kind of for a beginning person with pedals like going through schematics and just pulling out a little tester and like being like, all right works like you've got 20 parts in there so it's not insane to just like right. check each little part and be like all right that one's not working yet unsolder it and solder a new piece in there and then you have it going i've got uh i've got a head a, a line six head but uh it's Too away. Love where this is going yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, it. away. It's, a, uh, it's got a it's got some uh some nice tubes in it it also has a solid state interface oh, with it as well the, the bogner is that yes yeah the yeah. bogner tubes yeah 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 um, but it's got a, uh, a bum master reverb control no. arm or control switch or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I've like, it's still disassembled, but I just, again, like, it's like, all right, well, what am I spending time investing money and time into? And I'm not like playing shows. I'm not anticipating like using it for quite a while. So it's just a, I got I got my nice little Princeton reverb. I got you know it's it's Super. springs in it. You know yeah. they sound yeah. top notch. Yeah, absolutely. I just got my dream small amp like repaired by the legendary Mike Tappen. Mike Tappen. <laughs> Mike Tappen. <laughs> um, I want to get Mike on the show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I want to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> he had, uh, I don't know if that, I forget who it was. Maybe it was uh, Ian. It was at one of his bands. But he had this, like, bizarre pedal. And it was, like, creating this um, 
fuzz, but like like kind of had like a like almost like an octave tone with it as well. I was like, that's a really peculiar pedal. He's like, yeah, Mike uh, made it. I was like, you fucking made this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had never met anybody had like made a pedal before. I was like, oh my god, it's so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wish I had that kind of fucking skill. My favorite <laughs> thing that he's done, he took a delay pedal that was a. Clone of uh, Electro Harmonic or uh, Earthquaker Devices uh, Ghost Echo. Yeah, which are those are like holy grails now. Yeah, th- they're super sweet, but Mike's is way fucking cooler because he added a second switch onto it, and when you hit that second switch, uh, it can it makes a closed feedback loop between the delay circuit and your guitar, Shut and up. you make your volume control a. Uh, controls the pitch of the close feedback loop, which is essentially what? like a synth. So basically it just starts feeding back into itself and you can use your guitar to change the tone of oh, that is so, so, so like so you can play notes like a theremin yeah. almost yeah. with your guitar. So it's working it's like, like a, uh, what is it, the phase lock loop? Yeah, like idea. a PIL. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking insane, man. That, but without a doubt, and I was like quizzing him a few times, like... Uh, I've always known Mike for a very long time, but as I got into music a little bit later in life, it felt like I wasn't sure what was cool to talk about. And knowing him as like a pedal wizard, once I started learning about it, I didn't want to be like annoying and bothering about it. Right. So every once in a while, I'd like drop a hint, like asking a question about it. And he was yeah. like, dude, it's just this. And then I was like, get how to do that. <laughs> like, he's definitely still a wizard enough to where it's like, when he blurted it out to me, I was like, uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> now I get it. Now I can do it. I just don't have the time. But like, it's, it's rad that he has the ingenuity to take something and apply a simple concept to it that most people would normally overthink mm-hmm. and not be able to do. And he's like, well, what if I just made it to where it locked in and fed back into itself? And then the control of that distance is the resistor inside of your volume pot. Who you guys, who you guys think would have like the, like as far as their, their discography goes, the, the coolest pedal board? Like as far as their versatility, their range, of like uh, the effects they use. Like white band? Yeah, yeah, band guitarist. Oh, wow. what do you think, Matt? I uh, first obviously think uh, Terramelos, but yeah. that's yeah, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, that definitely beats anybody. But mm-hmm. like, what's your favorite band? That's like maybe. Well, well who's that? Terramellos. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would say like bass tone wise, probably Young Widows. Their bass player has. I remember that was the maybe ten times I've watched a band without earplugs in on purpose because I'm like I'm never gonna hear this again. So I like push my way to the front and stand right in front of their bass player and just like. Took my earplugs out and I was like, oh, this hurts so good. <laughs> Just super cool tones. Definitely. That's that Jesus lizard, like, mm-hmm. a perfection on that. Like, someone taking, like, the foundation that they laid and being like, okay, and then I'm going to tweak it into being mine. Yeah. I'm obsessed with this band called Dive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, they are without a doubt what started me on the road of obsession with pedals and like 
the different sounds and what led me into finding out about shoegaze and like I mean I definitely didn't listen to any of the cornerstones that everybody would call shoegaze that was my entry and that was just a beautiful story of a record shop closed came to my wife's record store and was like I've got all these albums like that I'm not going to sell can I sell them to you at a discounted rate and she bought them and she was like you see any of these that you want to check out and going through Spotify real quick like seeing what all the awesome ones are and Tangerine was on there which was another incredible pop band that I found out but Dive like the first song I heard I was like it was a revelation for me like I don't know how often we find bands that change the what we think is the best sound mm-hmm. possible mm-hmm. and I mean I feel like yeah. that it takes several years in between each of those bands as a musician where you find something where it's like that is the only thing in the world that I want to sound like yeah and it's impossible yeah. yeah and I've been stuck on it ever since like uh-huh. the way that uh, the songwriter in that band Zachary Cole Smith writes is like a crazy like a dreamy sounding guitar super drenched in chorus delay and reverb but like very unique to its own like it's weird like how it hits all the check marks of something that should be uh, stereotypical mm-hmm. but 100% sounds like him like mm-hmm. I could pick his mix out of anything also on their first album we were talking about like the different vocal ranges and like with guitars and tone and cymbals mm-hmm. um he recorded his first album by himself and didn't use any cymbals. Like, he used a ride to, like, tap and used a closed hi-hat and everything else is all toms and drums because he wanted the vocals and the guitar to come out in that mix. Yeah. And he didn't want cymbals covering them. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good way to do it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a spoiled child because I'm such a fanboy of them, but they just released a podcast with... Everything being closed down because of COVID, they're trying to figure out a way to generate more money because while they're not like a giant band, they're popular enough to where like they got like a taste and like yeah, now that it's been away. stripped away, they yeah. don't have anything. And mm-hmm. so they're doing a podcast as a band and talking about their influential albums. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, if, I haven't seen any other like full bands doing podcasts yet, but it's mm-hmm. awesome to like. They talk about themselves for like a third of it, and then they talk about an influential album for the rest of it, and then the last ten minutes try to jam in the spirit of the album that they talked about. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. That's actually a really cool idea. But I feel like they're yeah. giving away all their secrets, and I'm just like sitting there, like at work prepping, just being like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, I love explain that. stuff." That's amazing. Oh, yeah. You're talking uh, earlier about. Um, uh, 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 bass tones and a, a harmonics uh, on a on a bass one. Uh, there's um, a song by K- uh, King Crimson mm-hmm. called "I Talk to the Wind," mm-hmm. and the first time I listened to it on a uh, I had a head full of acid. I was like 23 or 24, and I had my headphones in, and what I I thought that the uh, these notes that were being played were uh, a clarinet or a flute or something. Yeah. It was, it was these harmonics on the bass and then carefully blending in the harmonics with playing all the way up on the neck, but Mm -hmm. like very, very faintly, you know, just like masterfully done. And it's like the second track on the album, the first one, they're like 
go batshit crazy. My mind just went blank. What was what's the guitarist from King Crimson? Uh, um, the main guy is Robert Fripp. I don't know who the guitarist is. Um, They've changed him out, but uh, 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 Fripp's like the main dude. The guitarist is. Guy, I don't know. I'm I'm horrible with names. Um, he also played with the Talking Heads. He toured yeah, with them yeah. for a long time. Um, I only know David Byrne. <laughs> Talking Heads. But he, he was the guitarist like in the '70s for the Talking Heads, and then in the '80s went on and played with King Crimson. And it's done a bunch of others. It'll come to me later on yeah. in the podcast. I'll scream it out like I want to contest. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's a huge pedal guy. Like even back like in the day with the Talking Heads, he was using like massive pedal boards before anybody else was, and it was all to make like the sounds of like a bird chirping. He would like yeah. be, like making mm-hmm. weird kind of Talk, taps talking and stuff. Talking Heads really uh, uh, pushed the envelope. They uh, I always liked them. When I was like really little, and then. I didn't realize that they they they're actually punk. You know, they came out of like, you know, the CBGB era, mm-hmm. because you know I was always just raised like like no punk is like it's a uh, it's Ramones, it's Clash, it's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I was just met assholes that were punks and um, that's right. what that's what they listened to. I was like, all right, whatever. But then it was uh you know see like old Talking Heads like Talking Heads '77 and then all the way up to uh, 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 Remain in Light. The fourth album, like mm-hmm. they were using uh, by that point, uh, uh, drum loops and uh, dub uh, with their music, where mm-hmm. the, just one bass line would just like yeah. stay on for the whole song. But there, there was an outtake of it on a uh, remaining light called uh, "Fella's Riff," like uh, Fella Kuti. Fella Kuti uh, was the guy who pioneered Afrobeat, and mm-hmm. he could play like the saxophone and the trumpet, like like crazy, like jazz licks and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And whatever the guitarist is for Talking Heads was playing these like licks that were like he that. wasn't always the guitarist. He did most of their tours, um, and I think he was only on a few studio albums uh, later on outside of the original ones. But it was Adrian Ballou was the oh. name of the second. I use my phone, guys. Cheater. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you didn't look at that Cash part. Out the bag. Uh, <laughs> So we were talking about Terramellos earlier, yeah. and I started Googling the name Adrian Ballou because of him, and that's how I found out that he was involved in King Crimson and the Talking Heads and everybody. Um, one of my more favorite things for 2019, his New Year's resolution was to quit using his Axe Effects. He was using oh, wow. a... He had went on to using a multi-unit. I think he ended up using the Helix mm-hmm. a lot more, and he was programming all of them into there off of his old pedals. Yeah, yeah. And his 2019 resolution, he was like, I've gotten away from what I truly love. <laughs> I am throwing away these units, and I'm only going to use regular pedals again. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was pretty cool. That, that is awesome. super cool. Uh, Matt, what is your favorite... Uh, musical experience like playing playing yeah like a performance oh the, I thought you were going to say <laughs> l- listening and it would have been Young Widows again <laughs> yeah that was life changing yeah. uh, talking about a band that like when you hear it it's like oh my perspective just changed on what good music is mm-hmm. yeah Young Widows was one of those for me yeah, yeah like, absolutely. for sure yeah, I'm trying to think of a good show. Like I've played so many shows, it's hard to like think about it. Definitely playing fest is a super high because it's like people 
you care about her in the crowd and like that's really weird mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe it was playing Midland Texas where I played one of the worst sets of my entire life but then the guy that owns our label signed us from that show maybe that one my voice was just gone the whole time he was like your band's awesome I want to sign you guys I'm like we sound way better than tonight I swear, <laughs> I swear. that's prolific yeah, super weird. Which band was it? Dinewell. Yeah. We had a feeling that was just the... We just did not know the songs. And then my voice was gone because we were in the dusty desert for days. <laughs> that dirty D, did Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the desert. Yeah. Basically. You just came back from the I desert. I know, I just came back. It's a different feel. I haven't, I've only been to the desert out west, uh, but um, yeah. it's a different feel out there, man. Like That's, I, I lived in a, I was stationed out at, I don't know, El Paso for four years, and so that was just, you know, that's high desert. Yeah, yeah that was pretty close to where we played that show. We played in Midland, Texas. Yeah, that's what, like maybe an hour? Yeah, maybe it's the last town before you hit El Paso for oh, an hour. Oh, yeah, that, that stretch mm-hmm. on a... Did you take the interstate? You yeah, yeah. You, it's like three hours of nothing, mm-hmm. and then Midland, Texas, and then an hour, and then El Paso. And then it gets back to civilization from there. Yeah. The Las Cruces. And, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even say Midland, Texas is a place, though. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the last watering hole, and George Bush was born there. I've been to, I haven't been as far close to the border as El Paso. I've been uh, to Fort Stockton. Uh-huh. I think it's like two hours from it or something. Yeah. But yeah, Texas is a whole bunch of nothing, and then it turns really pretty in orange. Yep. Like it in does. the western part of yeah. it. That's one of those things. Um, I you know I was talking to friends. I was I was out in California for a month and some change. Um, because of work and it was just like living, like sleeping out in the desert for a month, and it's like oh, it's kind of miserable, but at the same time, it's not. Like that's a whole different like ethereal experience. Um, right. When you're able to like at night, it's fucking dead quiet, unless there's wind, and then you know you have the wind. It actually howls out there. It's wild. Um, it's so little light pollution too. Exactly. I mean, you can see all the stars, all you know, planets. Like you can tell yes. by the color which planet you're looking at, mm-hmm. which so is crazy. absolutely amazing. You know, yeah. The moon, the moon looks bigger because there's less bullshit right. to take yeah. away from it. And uh, yeah, I got to see a full moon also. That's awesome. A complete like, you know, new moon cycle while mm-hmm. I was out there. So that was that was really cool. I'd like to go camping out in the desert. That's what I've never really been able to spend time in the desert, like out of out of pleasure. It's always been like like military related. So right. Just kind of like you know, get the small moments here and there where I can. But actually, like being able to go and spend like a week out there would be amazing. Yeah, uh, for sure. That's, that's that's my dream vacation is mm-hmm. to go and camp in the desert. Yeah. Be uh, a lot safer as far as predators than uh, the mountains out west. Yeah, mm-hmm. big bucket of fuck some grizzly bears. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You have coyotes, but they're not. Yeah. You just kind of have to be like, hey, fuck off. Yeah. Just, <laughs> a shotgun will take care of a coyote. Yeah, you know, a lot of the towns in um, Texas, the smaller towns, bonkers. If you take them, uh, if you go coyote hunting, you can bring them ears for for cash. No shit. Wow. Yeah, because they have a lot of livestock out there. That's very like Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Do you have any coyotes? <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am, we do. <laughs> no time for chivalry, boy. Hand over the ears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just come back with a carabiner filled with them. <laughs> yeah. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pictures that you're sending me back is just I I want to go and see those like beautiful formations where yeah. water is clearly washed away underneath these giant rocks that are now sitting on a pillar like yeah. that's yeah. there's nothing prettier to me. Like, uh, uh, it's a different America out there as well. Like I mean, you still got the rural quality that you know, like Valdosta kind of offers, where it's like. You can still find gas and McDonald's and water. That's pretty. A, that's a full moon out there. Wow! It, it looks like the sun. Yeah, you know? it's it's that's incredible. incredible. Um, what's your favorite uh, performance? That you oh have? man! Um, holy cow! That's nuts. <sighs> well, I don't know. That's a tough one, man. One of my favorite ones, it was uh, the last show we did uh, for a band I had in Jersey called Suicide Project. And it was uh, Halloween, and we just played in our basement and uh, got dressed up, ate a lot of mushrooms, and uh, tripped really hard. Not a lot of people. Like It was just like it was us and our friends. They were in metal bands, and yeah. we, we were really a metal band, and you know, we just... You know, we uh, we were more schizophrenic, I guess, but um, that one was really cool. But I don't know, man. There was there was this one show I did just up at the uh, at the Blue Pub once, and my mom and dad came out. And it was just me solo, and I played for like about an hour or two, and that was that was really awesome. Just having my mom and dad uh, come out and uh, see a show. Because uh, they hadn't seen me since you know I was like a teenager. So mm. is that the one where you played the full album? I might have. I'm not sure. I definitely played for a while. I know that. I, I saw you, you play like, there a few times. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. I remember seeing you play. Like I think the 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 latest album you had released at the time. Played yeah. like pretty much front to back, and I was just like, dude, this is fucking sick. <laughs> this guy is doing everything, and it, it, there's like a uh, there's a dialogue in there. That mm-hmm. was, was really awesome. Yeah, it was uh, for an album I did. Uh, if you're going to hell, you should know why. That's the one. Yeah. And yeah, my mom and dad came out, and I was like, I was like, I'll I'll play the whole thing for them for them being there. <laughs> and then uh, I even at the end, I was like, I was like, this is really cool. I was like my mom and dad are fucking here. People. Are like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, thank you for not uh, getting the abortion. I know the doctors really pushing it hard. <laughs> My, my mom, she's like, she's like, oh, playing along, like, oh, no yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, anytime your parents come to a show, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your parents come to my shows. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, though, man, like, like, uh, you know, my, um, they, they, uh, my dad, he always uh, encouraged me, and he didn't, uh, in, uh, Force uh, a guitar on me. He didn't, you know. He would force me to do chores and stuff. But uh-huh. like, like he uh, he didn't reward me with like giving me like like a a second guitar, like an like an actual like nice guitar until like 
Like I've been uh, I've been playing for a while at this point. I wasn't mm-hmm. singing around the house or anything. I was still bashful about that. Right. I still won't sing like, in front of my parents unless I'm at a show. I don't go to their house. I'm like, Mom and Dad, <laughs> so good to see you uh, again. It's like the worst shit when you're at like a family gathering. They're like, Oh, pick up the guitar, play or something. Oh, I'm like, oh, God. God. Oh. <laughs> Guitar sweeping. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to you about some things you shouldn't be proud about when it comes to me. <laughs> I would just try to. I would try to up the awkward ante. I'd be like, oh, "You guys want to talk about flat earthers yeah. <laughs> or politics, religion? Yeah. How do you feel about abortion?" <laughs> there's, there's this meme I saw where it's like a table like full of people. It's like like twenty motherfuckers sitting at a table, and they're all looking at the camera, all looking at you. And it's like, oh, there's the rock star. Come play us a song. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I feel that. I was, I was at this, um, at, the, at, at my girlfriend's uh, friend's house, and her, her friend was saying that, like, oh, my husband's a musician, too. Uh, he sings. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, dude. And I was like, and she's like, go ahead, sing for him. They said, well, I really shouldn't uh, <laughs> and, oh no she's like no really he's really good and then he just he closes his eyes and he just starts singing like words like as far as I can tell it's not really a song like he would have impressed me more if he did row row your boat uh-huh. or something but he's just like mmm you burn and the fire grows <laughs> Right. The fire burns. Just lines. Yeah. Like, I'm, I shit you not, like, I'm doing a better job and better lyrics <laughs> yeah, yeah. Than, than this guy. But, like, I'm just sort of sitting there and I can feel my jaw getting heavier. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I can feel the beard, like, pulling me down. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be polite. And no, then. Please don't laugh. Please don't laugh. <laughs> after he's, like, done, like, my girlfriend and her friend they start like clapping. I'm like, okay, like I'll I'll clap too. Clapped and and then <laughs> it's weird, dude. Like fucking weird. And like afterwards, she my girlfriend comes up to me and she's like, she's like, why did you sing along with him? I was like, what do you mean sing along with what? Like, what song was yeah. that? It's like, it's like you should have sang along with him. He wanted you to sing with him. You should have harmonized with him. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? What was he singing? He's singing about the fire burns. Like, this is some like weird shit, man. I don't get it. Is this Johnny Cash or is this like? Uh, like a church hymn. This you one, know? like I was thinking more of the latter of those two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like where I was just like, I'm not, I'm not getting like, like, like fundamental evangelical vibes. But <laughs> this song is giving me some like creepy evangelical uh, vibes. How how long is your uh, services on Sunday? Like, how long are you sitting <laughs> there? I have like a phobia of people singing. Like I like people like singing like that like, heartfelt in front of even that little bit that you did you were talking about like how your jaw drop but when you were doing it for me like, <laughs> I get like arthritis of the jaw like it hurts so bad it's like no no no, no, no. Yeah. my my fist clenched dude yeah. like even now like I'm squeezing the shit out of this little uh, baby it's, guy it's man this, it's a secondhand embarrassment it's yeah. like, oh, dude. let yeah. me describe like, how hard it is for people to sing to me. Whenever Jessica had Red Door, these missionaries from another country came in to the store <laughs> and said, 
can we sing for you? And Jessica looked at me, smiled, and said, yes. Oh! And I was like, no, 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 no. And these four girls oh, sang, God. like, harmonies, like, oh. treble tenor, like, yeah. it was so painful. And it was like a whole song. At the end of it, I went upstairs and threw up. That's how I was. <laughs> like I can't take it. And my wife oh, knew that was yeah. gonna happen. She was like, "Absolutely, you should definitely oh, see." And like, God. I'm sitting there in a chair, like stuck, like my oh, entire body's painfully hurting, oh. and they're just singing to me, like yeah. in her, like from a. Were the only two in there? Yes. <laughs> it was when she was open for coffee. Like it was early in the morning and i went upstairs and threw up like i there's something about it i don't know why there's something i can kind of relate though man like i, I don't know oh. exactly what it is but like I, I i've been i've been around people before that like mm-hmm. like they'll sometimes they'll even they can sing well but they're like like sing so the better they can sing me. the worse it is yeah <laughs> I mean, it's, I it's like dehumanizing it's like, it's like you, you know what Fuck you, because I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> My spine just starts sweating, and like, the, and you'll never die. Like, whenever I, like, whenever I, uh, we had a lead singer for our first show, and then he couldn't handle it and quit and joined the Navy afterwards. And then, that's not really how it happened. Being <laughs> mean. Uh, he's very good friends with me. We were like, so what are we going to do? And I was like, instrumental! <laughs> and they're like, yeah. no, we no. can't do that. Yeah, we got so too many like, repeating the, parts. So then we tried to like add vocals, and like it took a lot. Like I'd never sang in a band before. And Jake's never done uh, main vocals. And me and him bounce back and forth, and it's really becomes part of the... I like that, with, no- I like that with noisier bands, because it's like, okay, you're not just trying to beat me over the head and like you're both not just screaming at me where it's like all right man unless you're the blood brothers you're not gonna fucking impress me because those cats fucking get my dick hard as shit it's like from a different like astral plane of musicians yeah yeah well i mean whenever uh, you guys were talking earlier about the the um ambient uh music uh, and explosions in the sky stuff but Mm -hmm. like like fuck you you're not getting that you're getting like (laughs) this little like i was gonna say that the pedal board question that you were talking about like explosion in the sky for sure uh motto would be the next closest as far Mm -hmm. as like bands that i know for a fact use a very extensive pedal board i'm like that's what i'm trying to emulate Mm -hmm. but really only when i'm playing by myself (laughs) right Um, yeah my, my setup definitely changes with like whom I'm playing with and what we're playing. Right, because 100%. there's a level of practicality to it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. If it's like you're trying to make this kind of music, like I don't need you know two delays, two reverbs, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a synth pedal on my board, like all that. It's just like okay. <laughs> yeah, normally if I if I can only choose one thing uh, to have, it would be either uh, and I'm playing with people just ad libbing. It'd be like, all right, do you have any uh, a reverb or and or delay? Like, if there's anything yeah. with that, because then I can add some texture to it, and mm-hmm. I can I can fuck around with even just like knobs and stuff on the guitar itself. You know, like, like I'd rather have that kind of versatility than get heavy versatility. Right. You know? Right. But explosion of the sky, fucking a, like that's some versatile like uh, yeah. uh, 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 pedal use. 
Um, I like uh, Omar Rodriguez Lopez oh, from man. the uh, Mars Volta. Yeah. That's one of those unspoken yeah. things. It's like people are like, who's your favorite guitarist? I'm like, wow, I don't really need to say this. You know, uh, when it comes to somebody that like can pick up any instrument and make what he what he's hearing in his head yeah. into something that like other people can listen to and appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think anybody does it like him. I completely agree. The percussive nature of his the way that he plays guitar is amazing. Like the rhythms that he uses for everything, like Sonically, it's amazing, but he truly is developing a rhythm with his guitar playing. Like that's that, dude. That that's like listening to at the drive-in. Yeah. You know, I, as as I was growing up, was the thing that like I do a lot of the stutter picking, and yeah. that's mm-hmm. where it comes from. Oh yeah. Just uh, was sure. it one arm scissor? When it gets yeah. into the bridge, the and he's doing the little harmonic. Thing. I I absolutely abuse that. Like I should be arrested for how often I, <laughs> <laughs> I write songs. But that is exactly where it's from, you know. Yeah. There's um, even with his um, uh, just technical ability. Like if he's just playing acoustic, like the the song uh, "I See Los Magdalena" mm-hmm. uh, from Mars Volta. Like just listen to him play the guitar. It's just like. God, dude, like, where yeah. are you coming up with this shit, man? Have you listened to his new project? Mm-mm. I didn't even know that was a thing. Me either. Two drummers, both drummers playing with one stick and a synth. Like, he's playing guitar, like, doing his thing. This uh-huh. incredible, like, supremely funky ba- bass player. Uh-huh. And then two drummers that are both playing with one stick while also yeah. playing synth parts. I'm getting hella vibes here. <laughs> like, uh, the band hella. Not quiet. It's, like, very jammy. Old, okay. It's, like, jam music for people that don't like jam music. Mm, like, that's, that's cool, because I don't like jam music. I cannot <laughs> stand... It's, uh, like, that's one thing I've always liked about like the very, Mars Volta in particular is that they weren't afraid to have some nightmarish shit on their records. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like the atmosphere that they do a lot. Mm-hmm. Or the panicked vocals, you know, like even yeah. on like uh, DeLouse, like just some of, the, uh, usually by like the first track, people are just like, I don't like her singing. It's like, well, one, that's a, that's a boy. How dare you? Yeah. 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 You yeah. misgendered Cedric, you bitch. <laughs> but, um, like uh, just their their ability to take something heavy and they're like like not doing like a, a, a metal or a punk thing with it. They're doing like more like hyperspeed Latin Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Which and, yeah, I I think my favorite at the drive-in track ever of all time, and this is one of those that like it, it's not something to easily do. But Octahedron is like the 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 rhythm on that, just the the way it drives is unreal. And the, the way they, like, get everything <laughs> together and kind of, like, create movements in that sense. Yeah. But they're not afraid to take it anywhere. No, they and, they and uh, like, uh, like even, like, a band like Radiohead, where, like, their element of punk to them was just like, well, we want to try this idea. It doesn't matter what you wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like they had an idea and they saw to it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that about bands. Dylan. And at the drive-in, definitely. I I didn't. I never really care for the the new newest album. What was it like five years ago they put out? But I mean, oh yeah. I mean, these guys are like you know, in their like upper forties, pushing fifty. And it's like he's yeah, different. Yeah, I was I was living in Mexico. El Paso when they did their uh, they did a reunion show at the um, Coliseum there, and. 
couldn't even get tickets. Like the, the really? day after tickets dropped, yeah, they were done. They sold out. Fuck, man, it was ridiculous. They're from El Paso. Stood outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I always forget the dude's name. I've met him like like ten times. Um, but he owned the the big venue in El Paso where like more like underground scene shows happened. Um, he was the rhythm guitarist from Out the Drive-In that did um, it was a spark. Lower. Sparta. Sparta, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like Sparta. I'd never yeah. gotten into them very much, and uh, my friend Alyssa uh, turned me on to him. I like I like the guy's uh, guy's voice. He's on a, a, some after driving songs. I know he's on like one arm scissor and whatnot. Yeah. But. Well, he does he does uh, all all the backing vocals for out the driving. That was him. He's like the what like the one white kid in the band yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the stereotypical Wait, white boy. He, cut. Didn't he run for Texas government? I don't know. Did he? Is uh, that oh, that was a joke. My bad. What was the guy that... Uh, Jello Biafra? No, the other... <laughs> <Texas> <laughs> guy. It's the guy they said he was going to be a president, Democratic presidential hopeful, <coughs> but uh, I keep wanting to say Buttigieg, but it's not Oh, uh, Beta O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke. Yeah. Yes. He wrote a skateboard. He was in a band before <laughs> at the drive-in with members of... At the drive-in, like, that's crazy. That was like his claim to fame, and then he was like, "I will take away your assault rifles." That's like, <laughs> 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 yeah. And then he fell on his face. That's like one platform if you're running for a federal, you know, a federal uh, representative job of any sort. Like, do not run on anti-gun. Well, he just tried to. Texas. He yeah, thought sure. ultra liberals were going to take him further than. What can yeah yeah like, if, your, if your state is not purple yet, trying to go fucking turquoise with it is not going to happen. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Oh, shit, I said the same thing about Georgia. What the? F- yeah, they still haven't uh, still haven't certified any of uh, any of the results in Georgia. Um, they did, and then they said they're going to audit them. But according to the law, like once they're even certified, it's only like it's like past tense or something like that. I mean, they counted it originally. Then they did a hand recount, and mm-hmm. then Trump ordered another recount via the machines. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. which well, both, just... both of them are kind of misnomers because they were hand recounted and put into a machine. Like they weren't sitting there and be like, okay, and one for the orange idiot, and one for the uh, sniffing pedophile, and you know what I mean? Like, I prefer like you they... call them a geriatric. The geriatric. <laughs> I don't want to offend any of my listeners. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> That was a. This is a. This is a tough election to vote for because it, it. Amen. It's like the, the 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 concept of the lesser of the two evils. No, really. That's not even done yet. Like they, no. have, they haven't even yeah, like, finished it. Let's get it the fuck together. <laughs> and neither one of them's really like talking about it much anymore. It's all. Uh, it's all the new syndicates. Yeah. And they're just kind of like, uh, we have no fucking clue. Every, everything on YouTube I browse has got like a little fact check. It's like, uh, like uh, Associated Press has uh, uh, called this uh, race for President-elect Biden. Go ahead and see why. I'm like, I, 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 no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to the COVID nonsense all year as far as like, oh, the, we had to flag your post because they, they flagged the, 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 uh, the last podcast that uh, uh, Jordan was You on. got flagged? Like we got flagged because <laughs> the name was COVID and cringe, and they're it's like one of the symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they 
they're, they're like, uh, you know, we've uh, you know, temporarily hidden this post. I'm like, for what? It's literally not, it's not even any of the content. We would have anything. more downloads? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of the top ones so far. That was, a, that was a great episode. Was, yeah. yeah, I had fun. That was the first time I've ever sat down for something like this. This is the second. <laughs> it's it's uh, whenever you first start it, it could be a little difficult because it's like it's like fuck man, what do we talk about? What do we talk about? What do we talk about? I was about? nervous. I don't know why. It happens with me with every episode, but yeah. I get better at them. Um, I thought, you know, I hope so. But um, I don't know, like uh, you. Yeah, you, you kind of just accept the fact that you're you're kind of drowning, but you won't die. You know, it's like that scene <laughs> in the, that scene in uh, was it Abyss where it's um, fuck, what's the actor's name? He was a guy in the moon in the Truman Show. Ed. Um, oh shit, Ed. Uh, sh- Ed o- uh, not Ed O'Neill. Ed, Her- Ed That was the first movie that ever had the Is like. No, Ed Herman's. Uh, he's a MMA fighter. Ed. I know what you're talking about. He was about. in Apollo 13, The History the, of Violence. The eternal fucking receding hairline. People on the other end of this are screaming like, Am This right? is what <laughs> <laughs> Ed, I want to say it starts with an H. Yeah. I want to say it does too. It's got like that kind of... It's, I'm, now my brain's like, Ed Halpert? It's like, that's The Office. Ed though. Harris. Ed Harris! That's the guy. So that scene in the abyss where Ed Harris is like the the liquid oxygen, yeah. like he has to drink it. They're like, like it's gonna feel like you're drowning, but you're not yeah. drowning. That's what podcasting kind of feels like. Where he's just panicking in the suit, and they're like, "No, Ed, Ed, it's fine. You're okay, Ed." Uh, I want to go back and watch that movie. I remember like the day that I watched that, I was like that young teenager in marching band. It had just been a football game. We had marched. I had come home, parents went to sleep, and we had just gotten a TV and cable. And I watched that movie, like, all the way through. Didn't give a shit most of the movie, like, but it's one of those movies that, at the end, it was, like, one of the first movies that, like, had this amazing, just, like, deep dive, where, like, a movie just ramps up so hard with the aliens at the end. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's incredible. The uh, the acting that uh, Ed Harris does uh, after even the oxygen scene, like that, you know, one of them has to drown again yeah. to make it back, and then like you know she's dead, and he lets out that like, yeah. you know? and like just like brings her back to life, but like yeah. like he's there, like that man is that character. Mm-hmm. He's no longer Ed Harris. And, like, he's one of those actors that look at him just like, good God, dude, how do you tap into that, man? Yeah. Like, just like, in, uh, in a, a history of violence, he plays this gangster that uh, tracks down Vigo Mortensen after Vigo Mortensen kills some dudes in his coffee shop. They're like, they're like you know, threatening to kill people and rob them. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, kills them. And then these guys show up, they're like, I know you, Joey. I know you. You from Philly. And he's like, sir, I just... I run a coffee shop in the diner here. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. But uh, Ed, Ed Harris plays this gangster, and he's, like, telling... He, like, starts following the family. He's like, he's like, he's like your husband needs to quit playing games. Um, Hell, yeah. Have you guys seen it? A History of Violence? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have. I watch a lot of movies. I used I'm, to. I'm super, super big into movies. Um... 
my favorite performance I've played. I baited you all because I just wanted to talk about it. So growing up in Valdosta, I didn't really get into music until much later in life, like mid-20s, and that's when I was like working at a bar and I had the money to start buying gear, and I was like, I've never played an instrument. Like I had sang in Boy Vs. Man and a couple of other hardcore bands, but never actually performed in it. And it really developed the stigma in my head of, like, hating a frontman because the people playing the music, like, anybody can get up and try to sing. And, of course, if you learn how to sing, that's a completely different story. But it made me hate the frontman. Like, he is the one that everybody looks at, but truly the people playing the music are the ones that are making it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just gained a respect that I'd never understood until later in life of like how important the musicians were and then growing up as a punk rocker hardcore kid i'd always gone to shows in valdosta vetoes and everything and whenever vetoes closed down the hardcore mansion opened up and it was awesome to go to shows there that was like the new spot Mm -hmm. and so whenever the diy house opened up it was like a revival to not it was awesome because it was a new thing of like the youth of Valdosta is like an all-ages place for everybody to come together and play music, which I feel is super important, which Vita's provided. Yeah, the yeah, all-age scene, for sure. Well, an all-age scene... conduit for a counterculture yeah. to exist. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You, get, you give kids something to do other than yeah. get in trouble, you know? Yeah. You, and you still give them the option to get in trouble yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you, you don't, you don't uh, restrict them on anything, but you yeah. say, like, hey... Instead of uh, you know going around and robbing folks, how about you come here and uh, go into a mosh pit? Instead? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but seeing kids have an all ages venue, it also keeps like people talk about a scene, a musical scene dying inside of a town. And I think the second that you don't have an all age venue in town, it's going to die because it yeah, doesn't keep the younger kids coming up. Being excited, seeing people doing it, wanting to do that, getting to do it, and it keeps the cycle of musicians flowing into it. And I, that's what a scene is, is like having a constant influx of new musicians, no matter how bad it may be or how amazing it may be. Yeah. They're developing egos at a young age. Well, that's going to eventually have to die. Yeah. yeah. Um, play on, you'll never die. Um, <laughs> and so... One of my favorite times ever playing music was getting to play the first show at the DIY house. Yeah. Like, it was so insane to, like, be standing there. It was, just, right? Like, hating myself because I, I just, I surround myself with people that are way better musicians than me. <laughs> and so, like, I'm always trying to catch up. But then, like, looking and seeing, like, there was like fifty people in a house show. Like it was packed. And like one one like a yeah, fraction a of the house room, like, like, compressed into like, like one area. And yeah. like playing that, that was without a doubt like the best high I've ever had of like seeing people like that beginning and starting up. And yeah. that's like the biggest thing that I miss about live music is like a scene of musicians that are constantly aspiring just to want to play it doesn't matter if anybody's watching you it's like the high of just playing like i want to come back so badly well yeah and it's crazy with when uh 
you know, like art in general is awesome. Art is like the artist's, uh, you know, rendition of their of their emotions and you know their themselves. And then doing music and performing it, the whole like performance arts a- aspect of it, um, it is like a whole different um, like a whole different level of uh, connectivity with the viewer. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, playing playing shows is is one of those things that like there's nothing really like it when you when you play a show whether it's like a handful of kids in a, in a shitty venue you know miles away from home or playing to a great crowd of you know strangers also but like one of my favorites has always been playing local shows to your best friends and your mm-hmm. best friends being there fucking face to face with you and it like like. Knowing in your head, like it doesn't matter how shitty the set is, like they're gonna they're gonna pump my tires at the end of it anyway. Right. But at the same time, like yeah. I feel like it's always I've always put so much more effort into putting on a fucking the best show I can on a visual aspect and musical aspect when playing with friends and like having uh-huh. the ability to do that again yeah. after so many years. Like we talked about it when I played in Dying Well, mm-hmm. where like me and Matt would just be chilling outside the Blue Pub. It's just like who's opening tonight? I don't know, and it, it, it was so used to like coming up with vetoes and and stuff like that. Where it's like high school bands. Yeah, there's so many more. Like everybody had a band, up, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, everybody had a band, and there's a stretch of like five plus years of there is not like yeah, I was you know, in almost every band. Yeah, exactly. Uh. But it, there, there's definitely been a. It was a, almost like because we're we're at the age now where like it's very it's very obvious seeing the uh, generational divide there. And seeing that it's really been that whole like changing of like actual an actual generation of society, right? And how they're having to take to like I have to actually perform in public to to people that I know whose opinions I respect. I can't just post a video of it or a picture of it on this on social media. I have to do this face to face, and it's you can kind of tell that there's that disconnect um, mm. with how many bands. You know how long it took for for young bands to start back up again. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's you know something like Vito's man. Like like you said, you know, whenever you have a, an all ages venue, then you're you're in you're fostering creativity with the scene, right? Mm-hmm. So like you're like people are will go to a show and they'll be like, like this is cool. Like I want to like be a part of this because it's an unparalleled high whenever you perform with people same way it is with a recording but like way different quote unquote drug you know as far as like performing live like there is no drug that compares with it adrenaline just is is ridiculous playing live and not even like active adrenaline just like knowing that there's eyes on you Mm -hmm. it's it's cool it's really cool I, I always tap into this part of me it's just like all right Stay in character, cause like, <laughs> yeah. With me, it's like, like if I'm performing, it's just me with my dick in my hand most of the time. You know what I mean? Like, so like, what I what I don't like about if it's just a dude and a guitar, it's like, uh, it's like, all right, guys, I'm gonna be singing some of my soft and easy songs. <laughs> I wish that's how you started your sets. You coming out. Yeah. Normally, I either come out and insult the crowd and or insult myself. You know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, good evening. My name is Coulter, and your mother has a very stinky vagina. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name's Coulter. I'm here to ruin your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Matt, you so what was it? 
back in the day. I've said so many bad. It'd be like mid set, mid set. We're playing, you know, at a bar. It'd be like. Yeah, somebody bring me a shot of a cock. Is this like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there tuning my guitar and I look yeah. over at Clay and Clay's just like And he starts counting into the next song. <laughs> like, Fuck it. Because if I didn't say anything rude, Clay would just continue to talk. <laughs> he was so mad. He's like, oh this is rude enough, let's start. Yeah. My uh, my goal was normally I'm gonna get your attention. Whether or not I can keep it is another thing. Normally, I'll pay attention to how many people leave a room, how many people are coming to the stage or like coming to like yeah. to my face or whatever. Yeah. Some more tangible gauge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, sometimes I'll if they're being rude or something, I'll, I'll call them out on it. Like uh, you know, if, if somebody's performing, then you sh- you should be quiet. You know, like that's that's the way I just view it. Now, not everybody has to have the same performance etiquette. I understand that, but just personally, like if I'm at a show, I'm being very quiet. You know, uh-huh. like because I just want I want to I want to you know be a spectator in it. I'm I'm not about being a participant and all that. Yeah. Like, like no no no, I'm I'm just gonna spectate. But <laughs> this. Uh, uh, this one time I remember, I think it was at the William Street house, and uh, Kelby uh, Clark was performing. Uh, one, uh, Divorce Ring, I think, was performing. You know, Divorce Ring is like, unless you're really into music, it's not going to be your thing. <laughs> a like, a bracelet. Well, a and it's and it's like, like people will be like. Where where's the where's the beat? It's like it's not that kind of music. What do you mean it's not that kind of music? Get the fuck out! <laughs> but like I'm watching him like and like using all these different like instruments and knobs and synths and like a bow of certain things to create this this sound. And I'm like I'm like this is fucking cool. Like and this guy is like talking to his buddy. He's just I have a really like, good story when you're done with this story about this story. <laughs> yeah. He, he like leans over to like his, his friend and like says something. Kelby catches him and he like just sort of like this like gorilla face washes over him where he's just sort of like like my show and like walks over him and starts like screaming in his face but into the microphone as well uh, as yeah. a way to like like shush <laughs> and I really really I thought that was uh, my favorite way to handle a heckler I've seen yeah. as other than uh, uh, as egotistical as it is my own because again like if I'm tapping into character and I'm on stage it, it is ego fueled I don't really care about yeah. your feelings at that point yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm it is in charge and then tw- like 20 30 minutes later I'll, I'll be fine we, we can chill we can talk <laughs> yeah so the guy that was talking, I was, because I ran sat on almost every William Street show. I was standing there, and he was talking. I was behind him, mind you. I'm over his shirt. He can see me. Yeah. Guess what shirt he was wearing? Is it either a white shirt or a blue shirt? He was wearing a blue shirt. That shirt was a divorce ring shirt that he worked at the print shop. And he printed himself one, because Kelby never printed blue shirts. He was printing himself one. Didn't even know he was wearing the shirt of the artist he was watching and talking over. Oh my goodness. Super funny. He's <laughs> like being disrespectful while wearing bootleg merch of the band that he doesn't know he's watching. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> I don't even know who it was. I just remember that. I was just like, like, 
<laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. That it makes was, it even better. Though. It was fun touring with Divorce Ring because no one knew what was happening. Because Diamond was very, like, we're a very abrasive heavy band, and he's a very embrace, uh, like, abrasive, like, noise artist. So, yeah. like, you're just like, ow, this, this tour package hurts. <laughs> <laughs> he also said he loved touring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my favorite tours um, ever. I don't have very many heroes, but Kelby is absolutely at the top mm-hmm. of the list. When I was first getting into music, he, I mean, he is young. I think he just turned 23. He Whenever was, I met him, he was uh, in my mom's high school class. I was like, dude, you have a fucking beard. Yeah. <laughs> he had his Beatles face when he was eight. That's a joke that my wife made that was very good. I, <laughs> the Beatles I have face. never learned so much never went there. from someone and like how to perceive something and the way that he views music is unreal. Like, I mean, he yeah. will, there is no doubt in my mind that he will succeed. Like he, he just you know, uh, his understanding finished, uh, of everything. He just finished something. A casino. A casino. Yeah. It's magical. He has picked <laughs> up the lap steel. <laughs> he is, and is doing the most weird fucking shit you could ever imagine. And at the same time, like, the gears turning inside of that are just... Oh, it's unreal. The only other person I've met that's been on some sort of wavelength that occasionally they'll tap in the same spot in the ether, wherever all of our creative ideas we draw from, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a buddy of mine, uh, Jason, uh, also known as Taco. He did, uh, he did most of the tattoos on this arm. Uh, he was a guitarist in a, a doom psychedelic band called Ominous Black. His uh, favorite guitarist was David Gilmore uh, from uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah. But uh, he was telling me, like, he was trying to... Uh, he was with a, a, a mutual friend of ours at, like, the beach. And they had, like, eaten some mushrooms and they brought their acoustics. And he was like, no, nah, man, he's like, just play C. He's like, nothing but C. He's like, you can play it on different strings, but just play C and just let it drone out. And the other guy was like, what, what do you mean, just play C? Like, like, he wanted, like, solo and, like, all this other uh-huh. stuff on top of it. He's like, he's like, no, man, I'm telling you, just, like, just play and just let it drone. Mm-hmm. Like, just do nothing but that. Uh, the guy couldn't get it. I was like, man, I would have fucking been like, all right, I can only play C. That's fine. That sounds <laughs> and, like a You'll Never Die song. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, yeah. kind of the exercise. But like, I, eventually, I would get to the point with it, with doing something droney like that, where, like, I, I, would, I would cheat, you know? Like, I would start throwing, like, now throwing a, a fifth harmonic with it. Like, so, like, it blends in as well. You know, Keep you, your root. Yeah, yeah, you just, just because it's something different to do, you know, mm-hmm. like, as a musician, it's good to try different things. Mm-hmm. How many instruments do you play, man? Gosh. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, st- I stick to guitar. Can you play other instruments? Yeah. Can I you mean, play a bass if somebody hand you a yeah, bass? Yeah, play a bass. I fuck around on the piano. A lot. You can play the drums too. Don't let them fuck with you. (laughs) I'm not a very good drummer. I can keep up with like Ringo Starr. Yeah. (laughs) That's the Beatles face. I never got out. I was just like, this is good. This is fine. This is all I need. I'll listen to like, you know, like fucking like some like metal bands like uh, uh, 
I know he's not with Slipknot anymore, but Joey Jordanson, like the yeah. first Slipknot album. Wait, it's like, bro, he's just sprinting yeah. the whole time. He's an anti-masker? Yeah, you know who plays drums for Slipknot? <laughs> you know who plays drums for Slipknot now? Who? The, <laughs> the drummer of Bruce Springsteen's son. <laughs> Super random. Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> no, he's a big hockey fan. A, a hockey podcast I listened to. They had him. They had him on there. Joey Jordan. No, the guy that re- whatever his name. Plays uh, yeah. I don't know. The guy's I don't name. give a fuck. <laughs> All I, know is I think his name is uh, Ten. You know, because yeah, 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 right, yeah. yeah it's go. eleven because they had to replace the dead one too. Yeah, yeah. Paul Paul Gray. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is crazy. Like switching up instruments. Uh, like you, you can kind of tell what somebody's approach to music is, seeing them go to a different instrument. Like, mm-hmm. what's the what's the first sound that they're gonna try to make on that instrument once they figure out how it works? You know, mm-hmm. it's always really interesting to me. Yeah. People's people's uh, approach to music is is extremely intriguing. Like, I think it, it that tells a lot about a musician as a person. Mm. I usually uh, I just like. Uh, I haven't done it much with a social distancing apocalypse party 2020 COVID, um, yeah. but um, just uh, improvising with folks and we're because like it's, one of the things I really like to do if I'm at some place where I know I'm going to be like stuck for a while. Like I was in a, a wedding recently, and uh, you know we were out there spend the night. And I was like, I'm bringing my fucking guitar with me because if things get awkward, I can just sit in the corner <laughs> and just play the guitar yeah. and. Uh, they'll be like, oh, do you want me to turn the music down? I'm like, absolutely not. I want you to keep playing fucking music. I'll just play along to whatever yeah. is going on. Like, I'll yeah. like I'll figure it out. And it's the same way with, like, jamming with people where it's like, oh, should we play one of your songs? Like, fuck no. I don't want to think about, like, yeah. what I have to do. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> For sure. It's so always that- It's always weird jamming with new people because you're just like, what's going to come of this? And then you, you always know in the first five minutes. Yes. It's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when people don't understand uh, music theory, it's super hard to just jam. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to be super fucky right now, and you're trying to keep it straight. That's it. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing. That's what makes it's always been easy riding with Matt and Jordan. It's just mm-hmm. because, like, I I have a different appro- approach to guitar, but, like, Matt gets it because me and Matt played together for so long, mm-hmm. and we have similar styles, and then we found out Jordan's on the same fucking wavelength. I thought they just were trying to call me out for not knowing music theory. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny. Yeah, there there are times where George's like, "What note is that?" And I'll like name it, and I'm just like, "Fuck!" All right, this note. But then it literally he needs to know like the beginning and the end of the chord progression, and he figures it out from there, and it sounds fucking sick. And it's just like it usually takes us what like an hour of practice to write a complete song mm, or at least yeah. have a, yeah. an outline like yeah. to, to improve upon. Like, basically ready to play, but we still mold it to be what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we need to figure out how to add our different flair. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of like, I'm going to play this passage with 10 effects on. Okay, that's too much. Let me bump it down to 8. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a big thing that I really have enjoyed with getting addicted to effects and everything is learning how to play effects on bass. Like, because you can look at, like, a guitarist pedal board, and if you play bass to that, it's going to sound like muddy shit. Oh, yeah, 100%. But figuring out how to be a true bassist, like, how to stick to the 
root of what a bassist is. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many people that's like, I mean, I plug my bass in. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, you have to still have that. Like, you have to be able to play a bass without any effects, but then understanding what can add to it. Like, mm-hmm. my Desert Island pedal on bass would be a tremolo pedal. Really? I use a... Uh, the hummingbird. Is yeah. Fucking... I, I use this... Uh, per, it's a clone of a box uh, percussion tremolo, and it's just a hard square wave chop, so it's just like... Like, the, it holds the note that you're playing, but, like, chops it up like a synth almost. And, like, that That'd is... be a lot of fun to fuck with, actually. That's my accent for everything. Like, yeah. that's how, like, you can blend into something and build up and, like, just, like, it really makes something, like... It's almost like pulling back a bow and letting it go. Like, right. once you come off of that effect, it really just makes something else that's, like, a whole other level. Mm-hmm. And then, like, on our noise parts, like... You chop it, and then I'll do a clone of it with a old Boss DD3 pedal. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, the DD3 has this awesome feature where you can record a half-second loop. So that's the whole feature. Yeah. Right? You, so when you press that, it records a half-second of what you're playing and repeats it. Mm-hmm. And so you turn the feedback all the way up, and so like the choppiness records for half a second, and then you play that into another delay that has modulation. So then that chop... Is in pitch shifting up and down, but stay like keeps coming back to it. And then you change the distance between that delay loop, and it, you get like these insane bass drops. Like, yeah, my bass rig is meant like I'm constantly trying to rip the speakers out of it. Like, it's just <laughs> he does, he does things. T- I can do these weird like bass drops into like while maintaining what I'm doing, it drops the modulation down into this like ultra low sub frequency. That like you can I like when I'm pressing the pedals like I can feel my back like <laughs> like it's <laughs> he does shit that like we'll be playing sets and, and like I'm like yelling into the microphone but I still hear the bass doing shit and I'm just like what the fuck <laughs> 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 not in a bad way at all either it's just like whoa yeah it's like making frequencies that you're not normally able to make on bass is like my goal like. But keeping them sub octaves, yeah. yeah. The, like, even when it comes to just staying on the rhythm, like keeping it involved in that, to where like you're talking about somebody that wants to just play a G note, like that is my goal. Is like <laughs> I can take my root G right here and take it down to here the whole mm-hmm. way, and then add effects to that while uh-huh. I'm getting there to yeah. just that entire measure is me getting from the top to the bottom and making like an explosion. While I do it. Mm-hmm. Like, On the ground. Though. Yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Well, shit, fellas. We got uh, about uh, two, uh, two and a half, uh, 40 some odd minutes of uh, the podcasting in. Nice. Uh, let's end this with Jordan's dick. Let's talk about Jordan's dick Jordan's dick just slapped the table That was Jordan's dick Sorry mom, sorry honey When will you be home? (laughs) She she heard the dick fall from Oh god, it's out Jordan, what's going on? I heard it It's like the A-10s and Moody (laughs) 
Fellas, thanks uh, thanks so much for uh, coming on the show, Matt. Uh, Jake and Matt, good to good to have you on. Jordan, thanks again for coming back. Absolutely. And and, uh, we'll uh, once your old music is available, we'll uh, pump it out again, dude. We'll plug it. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Later, y'all. See ya.